Adult content intended for an adult audience only. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. How to Ruin a Perfect Marriage by T. Keep. Chapter 01 Okay, Sophie, you be good for daddy. Mama's got to go to work today, but I'll see you later this afternoon. With her red jacket draped over her arm and clutching her favorite large blue handbag, Anna Hutchison leaned over and kissed the head of her little girl. I love you, she added. Bye, Mama, the nearly three-year-old replied innocently as she briefly looked up at her mother before returning her full attention back to the small bowl of breakfast cereal in front of her. Anna glanced across at her husband David who was lolling against the worktop at the far side of the kitchen, a faint smile playing on his lips as he watched her fussing over their daughter. What? she said, her eyes opening inquiringly wider. Nothing, he replied with a broad grin, shaking his head. You realize that's the third time you've said goodbye to her? Is it? she replied brusquely. Well, it's important that she knows I love her and will miss her, that's all. I'm pretty sure she does, he said, still smiling at Anna as he walked over to her. Now get off to work. You know you have to go, so quit stalling and get a move on. He stood alongside her and gave her a light slap on the ass, followed immediately by a second and then a third. His hand lingered there as he ran it over her curvy ass cheeks before finishing off with a playful squeeze. By the way, did I tell you that you've got a great ass? His hand was now resting on her hip, but he was looking down at the inviting swell of her curvy ass cheeks. Only about four or five times today, she replied with a devastating smile. Nice legs too, he added gazing down at her long shapely legs, which were displayed quite nicely beyond her shorter than knee length skirt. The skirt was flared but importantly it still clung to her delightful ass. But shame about the face, Anna quickly retorted. Nice legs, shame about the face. You know, the saying. He tilted his head to one side and gave her a wry smile. She was funny. She was drop-dead gorgeous and she knew it although she never flaunted it. Go. Two. Work he said, firmly emphasizing each word as he ushered her towards the door, she reluctantly tottering forward in her high heels as he did. If you don't leave now you're going to be late. You know the traffic's a bitch at this time in the morning. Okay, okay, I'm going. Bye Sophie, I love you. She leaned towards him and gave him a quick peck on the lips. She didn't want him to smudge her lipstick. And I love you too, she added. Yeah, I know, he replied. She made it to the door before turning around one last time. Don't forget to take some money into the daycare center later for Sophie's outing. Okay? Just go, he said lovingly scowling back at his wife. I can handle everything. She took a deep breath and closed the door behind her. He smiled. He knew she was so not looking forward to going to work today that he walked over to the kitchen window and watched her leave. He meant everything he'd said to Anna. With a face that could easily adorn the front covers of the glossy magazines, she also had a body that wouldn't look out of place as the centerfold spread of a Playboy or Penthouse magazine. 
He was pretty sure that other people thought that about her too, and why not? At twenty-five years of age she was now at the peak of her delicious femininity. Her oval-shaped face was framed by long wavy, naturally blonde hair that came down in tresses to rest between her shoulder blades. Her large blue eyes were simply stunning and gave her a bewildered look that David found quite endearing. And when she smiled, which was often, her full lips would part to reveal sparkling white teeth. It was true that fresh out of high school she turned down the chance of a modeling contract not wanting to leave their small town and had resisted further offers when she'd gone on to the nearby college. She told David that she declined all the requests as she didn't want to leave him. It was their little joke as they didn't actually date each other until just before she graduated, by which time David had been left college for over two years. She told him later that she knew after their first date that he was the one, that he was going to be her soulmate for life, till death do us part. Since their marriage, parenthood had blessed her with a slightly fuller figure than she'd had at high school and college, but all it did was accentuate her womanly curves. At five feet five inches tall her slender build gave her a twenty-five inch waist and thirty-four hips but her breasts since motherhood were now a nice firm thirty-four C with nipples that when aroused became rock hard and extremely sensitive to the touch. But it was her legs that garnered the most attention. Toned by exercise her shapely calves gave way to sculpted and curvaceous thighs and her propensity to wear short skirts and high heels at all times only added to their allure. And all this was topped off by a delightfully pert curvy ass.as he watched her disappear down the road David couldn't help but feel a twinge of worry about her and her new role. But he knew how determined and focused she could be when the need arose so was confident she would cope with the pressure that the added responsibility would undoubtedly bring. As he fussed over Sophie, cleaning up the mess she'd made by tipping the remnants of her cereal bowl all over herself, his thoughts began to wander. It was true that he considered himself to be the luckiest man in the world, an expression he heard others say about him many times over the years. And he guessed you could say he was. He thought he had the perfect life because he was married to Anna. When he'd first seen her she was the perfect embodiment of the archetypal blonde cheerleader with a slender athletic body and great legs. Her ass was nicely developed but her boobs were smaller than they were now. She was not quite straight up and down but not far off but she was definitely very pretty, and he was certainly surprised when it was her that initiated the first contact when they met at the sorority party held just a few months before her graduation. Of course, he noticed her around campus when he was a student there. Everybody had but he never ever thought about approaching her. For one thing she was two years below him plus she was clearly way out of his league and seemingly only interested in the athletes. Every time he'd seen her she was usually hanging on the arm of one of them although she did seem to favor the football jocks. When he and Anna announced that they wanted to get married after what was a whirlwind courtship, their respective parents were definitely unimpressed and somewhat less than supportive. It was only a few months since her graduation and far too soon to even contemplate matrimony, they said. They should wait a few years until they both matured a bit more. David's father even told him not to marry a beautiful woman because he would spend a lifetime trying to fend off other men. Of course, David didn't see it like that. Whilst he appreciated Anna's physical beauty, it was her inner beauty he was most in love with. To put it simply, she was a truly lovely person with a good heart. Constantly smiling, she had an easy manner, which instantly put the people she met at ease. 
There was a genuine interest or concern in any conversation she might have with anyone. So despite their parents' reservations, they got married and moved into the converted basement of his parents' house. David was already working for his father and Anna got a job at McKenzie Project Management Systems or MPMS as they were widely known, a company for whom she'd now been working for around three years. When baby Sophie come along shortly after they married, throwing their carefully laid plans into total disarray, Anna took maternity leave and then considered quitting her job altogether, citing the need to be at home for their baby in those early formative years. Even though at that time she'd only been with the company for a short, while she was already highly thought of and not wanting to lose her they made her an offer she couldn't refuse. Flexi hours meant she could work around her busy schedule of being a mother, and luckily it meshed well with David's work too. Having a proud paternal grandfather, as your understanding boss was a godsend to them both. A couple of years later and with Sophie now a toddler, Anna had been persuaded to take on a bit more responsibility. The firm was expanding and had already recruited some more staff. This meant slightly longer hours for Anna but David wanted to support her and had pushed her to accept. He knew she liked her job and he felt it was important that she interacted with other adults besides himself people who wouldn't be talking about kids all day. So they made it work even though their time together became more limited, and this was fine for a while. As part of a group Anna was good at her job and comfortable with her role within that team. She never had any great aspirations to go higher up the management ladder until they talked her into accepting the lead role in a new project along with a raise in salary and title to go with it. Initially delighted with the recognition of her hard work and loyalty David sensed she was now beginning to regret taking on the role. Whilst they not fully discussed the depths of any misgivings he felt the recent signs of her reluctance to go to work spoke volumes. It wasn't that hard to see as today was proving. Chapter 02 As Anna settled into her commute to work, David's words were still ringing in her ears. It was true. Everything he'd said was a fact. She was stalling. She just didn't want to go into work today. Excited as she was about her new position, she was still racked with self-doubt as well as a smidgen of fear and was therefore unable to relax completely. But she knew David was behind her 100% and she loved him for that. She was as happy as she could be as a young wife and mom. It was good that he had faith in her ability but for her it was still a big step up. Getting assigned to this project would be a good opportunity for her to shine in her new role, even though when the announcement had been made she'd felt an undercurrent of resentment from certain people and in particular, Kendra Dean. She had been so openly nasty about Anna getting the project and the promotion that went with it that she was beginning to wonder if it was all worthwhile and had even considered relinquishing the new position. As much as she loved working for the company. She didn't need such hostility in her life and was at a complete loss as to why Kendra disliked her so much. When Kendra had first joined the company they'd got on just fine but their fragile friendship seemed to stall completely shortly around the time that Kendra revealed details of her apparently messy breakup with her fiancé. And then there was Jake Ventura, her new colleague on the project. He was a nice enough guy although he seemed to have made it his mission in life to hit on her at every opportunity that arose. Not that their paths had crossed much in the few months he'd been working at MPMS. But it didn't bother her much. After all, she'd been hit on her whole life since puberty, and could shrug it off as just boys being boys. And it wasn't as if she would ever cheat. 
she took her marriage vows very seriously, especially with the likes of Jake who was just okay looking but nothing special. He certainly was flirty although he used way too much confidence for her taste. In fact he was the total opposite of David. Her husband was such a sweet, humble and handsome man and she loved him for that. She quickly put her thoughts to one side as she saw the exit sign up ahead that signaled the upcoming end to her journey. MPMS had recently relocated to a new purpose-built office complex just a mile off the freeway. The traffic in front of her started to slow, a steady glow of red tail lights giving her advance warning that vehicles on the off-ramp were stationary. She cursed to herself as she too hit the brakes. David had been right. Traffic was a bitch this morning. If only she'd heeded his words and left earlier. Chapter 03 At the same time that Anna was attempting to get off the freeway, in the offices of MP Mess Jake Ventura was staring out of a window eagerly anticipating her arrival. He had made it into work early today, which was unusual for him as he normally drifted in as close to starting time as he could. But today was different because today was the day he was going to start working on the new project with Anna. He just couldn't wait. He couldn't say he was deliberately waiting for Anna's arrival at work, more that he was just keeping a watchful eye out. But his heartbeat definitely quickened a bit when he finally saw her car pull into the car park. As she clambered rather ungracefully out of her vehicle he watched with delight as her flared skirt was caught by a gust of wind and lifted high up her legs exposing an exciting amount of her shapely thighs. He was sure he could make out the color of her panties. They were black and they were lacy. Okay, that bit he guessed but his stomach still turned over as he felt his cock pulse that he was so looking forward to today. He couldn't have been happier when he was told he'd been assigned to the new project that Anna was to head up. It wasn't a massive project, the team consisted of just Anna and himself but that suited him just fine. In a way, he was surprised to have been selected for the task as he'd only been with the company for a few months. A as she disappeared briefly from view, collecting her things from the back seat of the car, his thoughts drifted back to the day he first started with MP Mess, and more especially to the first sight of the woman who was to become the object of his desire. He'd had the indoctrination meeting, which had been immensely tedious and the general manager was finishing off the immersion course by giving him a quick guided tour of the offices. MPMS wasn't a massive company but it was big enough that a person could feel there was a definite career path to be pursued and was a place where you could actually build a worthwhile future. Not that Jake had any great desire in that respect. He was pretty much alive each day as it comes sort of guy. He had already met the people from the office where he would be working and he was now being introduced to the staff in the remaining offices. Jake was already making mental notes, grading the women he met for their suitability as future prospects for seduction as he followed the general manager through the open door and into the last office. Uncalpo de Fulman. Jake felt the hit immediately. His first sight of Anna. The translation is love at first sight but Italians, which formed part of Jake's ancestry, often romantically call it a lightning bolt of love. In Jake's case, maybe love was a bit strong, but whatever it was, he was immediately, and most definitely in lust, she was absolutely stunning. It was as if she had an aura surrounding her that instantly drew him in as soon as he walked through the door. She was bent over talking to a woman who was sitting at a desk. As the manager made his introduction, she stood up straight and turned to face him. It was her eyes that hit Jake first. So big.
so blue. And then her pouty red lips parted as she smiled. A sincere, generous welcoming smile full of warmth and friendliness. Now experience had taught Jake that women who are beautiful usually know they are and for whatever reason just seem to develop a bad attitude and become total bitches. You know the sort, they act like their shit don't stink. But he already sensed that this didn't apply in Anna's case. Uncalpo de Fulman. A new wave of desire washed through him. But it wasn't Jake's heart that was now pounding wildly inside his chest. His problem was lower down. His cock had suddenly stood up to attention and was now straining the fabric of his briefs, throbbing painfully, as it struggled for its release. It too seemed drawn by her aura. Time seemed to slow down as she made to move away from behind the desk and towards him. He took stock. She was quite simply beautiful. Long blonde hair framed her oval-shaped face. Her makeup was flawless, and her large blue eyes twinkled as she smiled. His gaze dropped lower. Her top was a simple blouse. It was fairly loose-fitting but there was enough of a bump in the front to show that she had a nice pair of slightly fuller-than-regulation-sized breasts hidden away inside. So far he was liking what he saw but when she finally stepped clear of the desk he nearly came in his briefs. She was wearing what he thought was called an aligned skirt, which in itself wasn't a bad thing but it was the length that amazed him. It was so short and so tight. It had to be at least a good five or six inches above the knee but what made it better was that her legs were simply superb. Curvaceous, shapely, toned, well-proportioned, adjectives alone were simply not enough words to describe just how good her legs were. And as if to highlight that fact they were in turn enhanced by her ridiculously high heel shoes. They had to be at least four inches high. Surely they were not suitable to work in all day. Not that Jake cared. She came right up to him, holding out her hand. Her alluring perfume wafted over his senses. Hi and welcome. I'm Anna, pleased to meet you. Jake shook her hand but didn't let go. He looked deep into her eyes, holding the gaze, daring her to blink. Thank you. I'm Jake, Jake Ventura. It's more than a pleasure to meet you. I look forward to seeing more of you, soon. He stumbled over his words, which wasn't something he did normally, but he still managed to pass on the innuendo and implied intent. He gave her hand a slight squeeze for good measure. Anna let go of his hand. He was smiling into her face, although to her it looked more like a leer. He could tell she was slightly unsettled as her smile faded a touch but she recovered well, as the smile fully returned. Well, I hope you enjoy working for MP Miss. It's a great company, she said. This time Jake didn't reply. He was hypnotized by her mouth, as her lips seemingly moved in slow motion to form the words. They looked so red and juicy. He immediately wanted to kiss and suck on them. She moved away and Jake surreptitiously watched her go. Her body movement was divine. Due to the tightness of her skirt she walked with a sway of her hips but it was subtle, not exaggerated like some women would use. It was sexy, very sexy indeed. He nodded to himself in confirmation of his thoughts. She was certainly put together very nicely, and she had great legs and Jake was most definitely a leg man. His mouth was suddenly dry as he swallowed and he felt sure everyone in the office would be looking at him and noting his obvious reaction to meeting the delectable Anna. But much to his relief, no one seemed the slightest bit interested in him. The tour and introductions over, 
he was ushered back into the main office and assigned a desk. It was later in the day that he bumped into Anna again. She was getting a cup of tea for herself in the canteen, and when she turned and saw him enter, politely inquired if he wanted one too. He gave her a weak smile in return and croaked out a yes. He couldn't understand what was wrong. He was acting all weak and pathetic when normally he was supremely confident around women. He knew he wanted to get to know her better but was pretty sure she would think he was a loser unless he got his act together. It was time to go on the offensive. Jake swaggered over to her and leaned close. They were almost touching. Thank you so much. He enthused as she handed him his cup. He let his fingers brush against hers and linger there for a moment as he accepted the drink. He stood and stared into her eyes, a tried and trusted tactic. It was always a good sign if the woman looked away first, and if they blushed, then that was an added bonus. But she just looked at him strangely, and with a wry smile playing on her luscious red lips walked out of the canteen and back to her office. Bravo! Simply magnificent! Jake turned sharply to see where the female voice dripping with sarcasm was coming from. He hadn't noticed her arrival. She moved across the room towards him. She was a small, dark-haired woman who he estimated to be in her early thirties. And he was being generous at that. She had that appearance that when she was younger she'd probably been pretty but that was ten, fifteen years ago and the intervening years had not been kind. She was definitely not going to make his list of potential conquests. Jake recalled her name. He had a good memory for women's names. But not so much for men's though. Kendra Dean, right? He exclaimed with a smug smile. Oh, very impressive, Mr. Ventura. Very impressive indeed. But you can save your bullshit. It won't wash with me. But she was smiling when she said it. Jake smiled back at her. TSK, TSK, you're just like all the others, but it'll do you no good. She's not going to fall for any of your cheesy or, for that matter, your non-cheesy chat-up lines. She's heard them all before. Jake looked at her with a bemused frown. Oh, don't give me that surprised, sad-eyed, puppy-dog look. I know you want to get inside Mrs. Hutchison's panties. Her emphasis was all on the missus. All the men here do, she added tersely. Jake casually shrugged his shoulders but felt a twinge of worry. He didn't want to be accused of sexual harassment on his first day. He couldn't remember exactly what it was that Kendra did at the company, but he was praying that it wasn't anything to do with the HR department. It's no problem. It's only mild flirting. Nothing more. I don't mean anything by it, and I'm sure she won't take offense. He said defensively. I'm sure she won't, Kendra replied. So many have tried. And all have crashed and burned. Her sneering attitude was starting to piss him off, and if there was one thing that Jake was confident about, it was in his ability to seduce women. After all, he was batting a thousand, and Anna should be no different. She was just a woman, although admittedly a very beautiful one, and there was nothing he not managed to accomplish in the past once he'd set his mind to IT.In fact that was the reason he was now working for MP Miss. Jake's last company had dismissed him on the grounds of sexual harassment. As if seducing some of the female staff wasn't bad enough, fucking the boss wife and their daughter, although not at the same time, most certainly was. Sadly his argument in defense that the wife and daughter had proved to be more than willing to engage in sexual activities with him so it wasn't technically sexual harassment, 
had fallen on deaf ears. But they gave him a glowing reference just to get rid of him. We shall see, was Jake's parting shot, as he too left the canteen, over the coming weeks and with his curiosity piqued by Kendra's assertions regarding Anna's fidelity. Jake made a point of trying to get to know her. It wasn't easy, their paths didn't seem to cross very often, which puzzled him until he eventually discovered she had a young child at home and was allowed to work flexi hours. He did, however, manage to bump into her enough times for a casual office friendship to develop between them. They most definitely weren't close, although Jake desperately wanted to be, and it came as a bit of a blow to his ego when, to his disgust, he realized that she treated him no differently than anyone else in the office. She had no interest in him, much less any other man. From time to time, though, just to amuse himself, and in the vain hope that maybe one day she might react, he continued to flirt with her. The problem was that all she ever did was to laugh it off and roll her eyes. Everything he tried she took in her stride, it didn't seem to have any effect on her whatsoever. Nothing at the moment was working and if the photos she constantly flashed around the offices were anything to go by she was happily married and totally in love with her husband and their little girl. But he wasn't the sort to let that fact bother him unduly. It was her apparent disdain for him that was annoying. Despite the appearance of being a laid-back, easy-going sort of a guy he was still a total pussyhound, used to getting his way with the objects of his desire, married or not, and was not used to failure at any level. And Anna's lack of response to any of his charms was starting to prick at his vanity. But he was up for a challenge, and it made the end result so much sweeter if they put up a lot of resistance. And now that he was going to be working very closely every day with her on this project he felt sure it would only be a matter of time before she fell for his charms. His reverie over, Jake brought his mind back to the present and watched eagerly as Anna came back into view and strutted across the car park. Even though she was wearing a red jacket it was open and he could clearly see her breasts jiggling up and down inside her top with every step she took in her high heel shoes. God she looked so hot. He breathed out audibly. She never failed to impress him. Every day she wore something smart, either a dress or a skirt and blouse. From Jake's point of view this was perfect. Never showing any cleavage her skirts and dresses were always short enough in length to display a large amount of her thighs and she always wore high heels which just served to accentuate the shapeliness of her calves. Perfect for a leg man but all it did was fuel his nagging desire for her and today was no different. His mind drifted again. How he longed for that day when those luscious legs would be wrapped around his neck, his hands running up and down them, luxuriating in the silky smoothness of her toned flesh as he plunged his throbbing hard shaft deep inside her dripping wet pussy making her cry out in ecstasy as she climaxed over and over and. See something you like there, Jake? The voice made him jump. He spun around and was surprised to see Kendra Dean standing next to him. He'd not heard her enter the room let alone felt her presence as she'd sidled up alongside him. She too was staring out the window at Anna although her look was of hate not lust. God how I loathe that woman! She breathed out quietly. Little Miss Perfect, with her perfect teeth, her perfect face, her perfect body, her perfect husband and her perfect kid! She glared at Jake. All right. I fucking hate her, okay. He smiled back. He already knew about Kendra's feelings towards Anna. Gosh, I'd no idea. You hide it so well. He teased back at her, 
grinning inanely at the scowl he received back. Anyway, good morning, Kendra. I've a feeling that today is going to be a stellar day for me, although I suspect not for you. And why should it be? She retorted angrily. That fucking bitch has taken my job. It should be me heading up this project, not her. It should have been me with the promotion and big pay rise, not her. She doesn't need the money, but I do. They were going over old ground, but Jake looked at his colleague with a touch of compassion. Okay, Kendra, I know how you feel about her and the project. Lunch later? Sure, why not? Kendra replied with a sigh. Usual time, then? Jake nodded and watched as she walked out the office. How the hell they'd become friends he wasn't sure, but he knew she was troubled. He thought about the project and remembered Kendra's reaction when he told her he'd been assigned to it and that Anna was in charge. His mind drifted back to that day and the fateful lunchtime meeting. Chapter 04 It was strange how they had become friends at work. Despite their rocky start with the verbal sparring in the canteen on his first day, it wasn't long before Kendra and Jake became the unlikeliest of lunch buddies, meeting up every day at the nearby coffee shop. Kendra seemed to be a bit of a loner and had no apparent friends at MP Miss, although she was always polite and cordial with everyone in the offices. And Jake, even with his reputation as a pussyhound, was surprised when he realized that his first assumption regarding Kendra had been correct and that he wasn't the slightest bit attracted to her sexually. She was more like the big sister he never had. They were seated comfortably at their usual table at the coffee shop when Jake told Kendra his good news. But when he told her that Anna was to head up the new project, Kendra had reacted furiously. That should have been mine, she raged. It's my time to step up to the plate and be handed the responsibility and get the promotion that goes with it. God damn it, it's my right. Her voice rose in anger. But Kendra, you've only been with company for a little over two years. Jake blurted out, realizing too late that Kendra did not want to be told that. She glared back at him, the anger at his interruption clearly evident in her flashing dark eyes. Jake tactfully didn't push the point. He didn't want to inflame her any more than she already was. Let me tell you something about me, Jake. She hissed, the venom in her voice clearly evident. When I was younger I was regarded as one of the pretty girls in high school, you know, the Anna of my day. Jake thought that clearly time had put paid to that. She had a hard face, one which now perfectly matched her personality. He couldn't see that Anna would age as badly but wisely kept that thought to himself. I'm the wrong side of thirty now, she said, glaring at Jake to prevent him from making a comment. And two cap it all off Anna's got my promotion and I'm fucking furious about it. She's nothing but a bitch. A bitch who has taken everything that was rightfully mine away from me. And let me tell you this. It's obvious what got her the project and it certainly isn't her technical ability. Jake sat there still not daring to say a word. She had paused but he knew it wasn't to let him speak. And he was right. She soon started her diatribe again. You know what? She embodies everything I despise in a woman. Not only does she think she's beautiful, but she also thinks she's got a killer body too. And it's not so much that she's done anything in particular, except get my promotion and the lead role in my project. No, it's more the way she's advanced that bugs me. The company have bent over backwards for her. Flexi time. What the fuck's all that about? 
Jake couldn't help but think that beautiful with a killer body was exactly what he liked about women, and this was especially true about Anna. Kendra saw the look of on Jake's face. Come on, Jake, you've seen the way she constantly flaunts her body to the management, showing them how attractive she is, blatantly showing them her tits and legs with her tight tops, short skirts and her high heels. For fuck's sake doesn't the bitch possess a pair of flat shoes? And I can tell you this she's got to be handing out sexual favors. That's the only reason she can have advanced so far, so quickly. Jake smirked, a fact Kendra noticed immediately. What was that, that look? She snapped. All Jake was thinking about was that Kendra's description of Anna's body had got his cock throbbing, and he most definitely didn't engage his brain before he opened his mouth. Yeah, you're right. She's hot as fuck. He blurted out with a big smile plastered all over his face that IT took Kendra a while to completely vent her anger, a fact that made them both very late in returning to work. Chapter 05 For Anna that first day of the project got off to the worst possible start imaginable. Nerves, which were jangling before she started were soon shredded further when important documents that should have arrived to allow for some prepping work were lost in transit, and then their replacements were delayed. When Anna and Jake finally got started they were already behind on their deadline. Jake fretting because of the delay and working closely with Anna did his best to make up for the lost time but tried too hard too soon in his quest to seduce her. He was extremely frustrated at how easily she seemed to be keeping him at arm's length. Nothing he tried so far had worked, and all he'd succeeded in doing was to use up all of his vast repertoire of flirtatious chat-up lines. I in the meantime she assaulted his senses daily. Short skirts with tight tops and sweaters or tight little short dresses. High heels, lots of flesh on display. Plus she smelled so good all the time so much so he was having a hard time concentrating on the project. By the time he went home every night not only did he have a serious case of blue balls he also had a cock that was so rock hard with lust it took him a good twenty minutes to jerk himself off. It was a few days later that he managed to shoot a little video footage on his cell phone of Anna bending over whilst she put something away in the lower drawer of a filing cabinet. It seemed to help but he was so infatuated with her now. He couldn't stop fantasizing about her, a feeling that he willingly shared with Kendra on their next lunch date. They were at their usual table, and they had barely sat down before Jake made the mistake of bringing up the new project, and Kendra immediately started to rage yet again about the fact she'd been passed over for it. It was still a sore subject clearly never far away from Kendra's mind. But she's been here longer than you, Kendra, so that alone would give her the seniority over you. Jake looked at her hopefully trusting she saw his genuine concern. So apart from that, what other reason would you have to hate her so much? It's the way she spoke to me after that bastard Donnie dumped me, she said vehemently. Who's Donnie? he asked. Now this was something she'd never spoken about before. My scumbag ex, she spat back. Jake sat back in his chair and motioned to the waitress that he'd like a refill of his coffee. He felt this was going to be long story. It turned out not to be as long as he thought, but it did seem a sorry tale. Kendra revealed precious little about her partner Donnie apart from the fact that she thought they were going to be together forever. Her apparent reluctance to talk about him in any detail made Jake suspect that their relationship probably hadn't been the most stable. And when Kendra revealed she had come up with the idea of getting married because it would bring them closer together, 
Jake was convinced he had been right in his assumption. And that, according to Kendra, was where her problems began. She freely admitted she was a perfectionist and wanted her wedding to be the best. She told Jake that although she started out with the services of a wedding planner, she soon began to grow frustrated with their ideas and felt compelled to interfere. She felt more than justified. After all, it was her money they were spending. But with each day that passed, she gradually took on a little bit more responsibility before she eventually dispensed with the wedding planners altogether and took on every aspect of arranging it herself. The problem was, so she said, was that she forgot to involve Donnie. She was so self-absorbed and so taken with every last little detail, she made no time for her fiancé. She never saw him and was devastated when he called off the wedding the day before they were due to exchange vows. Apparently he told her that he'd had more than enough and felt she was more in love with the wedding ceremony itself than the actual fact of getting married to him. The shit really hit the fan however when she found out he had already found another woman to love. Kendra also revealed to Jake that her desire to get the new project was to get some direction back in her life, and now that too had been cruelly snatched away from her by Anna. Jake couldn't help but feel sorry for Kendra but stopped short of telling her that. He was pretty sure she wouldn't take too kindly to his concerns about her well-being. She was breathing hard now, her nostrils flaring in anger. I would like her to feel just some of the pain I have been suffering. Why should she be so fucking happy? I thought she was your friend, Jake said. He was taken aback by the depth of Kendra's feelings. He'd never seen her this angry before. I thought she was, once, Kendra replied bitterly. Her eyes wandered away from Jake as she became lost in her thoughts for a moment. So what happened? Jake's words snapped Kendra back to the present. We were never BFF or anything like that, but we were a bit more than just work colleagues. But it was after I got dumped by my asshole of a fiancé. She said how sorry she was especially as it was so near to our wedding day. Jake shot her a questioning look. It was the way she did it, Kendra said, angrily responding to the look Jake had given her. It was her tone of voice and the looks of pity she gave me that I couldn't stand. It was as if she was flaunting her perfect married life in my face while saying, Look at you, you're a failure. I've got my husband whilst you couldn't even keep hold of your man. I'm sure you must have misread it. I can't believe Anna would deliberately demean you like that, Jake said. You're only defending her because you want to fuck her, she spat out. So why don't you just get on with it? She smiled when she saw the shocked look on his face. I want to bring her down, Jake. I want her to suffer. She paused briefly. So maybe we can help each other out, she added with a smile that was more a grimace. Christ, I had no idea, Jake said. You really do hate her, don't you? Yes, I do, Kendra replied vehemently. So, do you want to fuck Anna or not? Of course I do, Jake answered with a smile. Right then, Kendra said. I want to ruin her marriage and her life and you want to fuck her. Perfect. Maybe we can both get some enjoyment out of this. We'll meet for lunch tomorrow and discuss how we're going to pull this off. Okay. Jake happily nodded his agreement. Chapter 06 The next day found Kendra standing in reception waiting for Jake. She could barely disguise the scowl on her face as she watched the way he fawned over Anna. He was just like all the rest of the men, 
and it made her sick. But maybe Jake really could help her. She knew he was getting desperate for Anna and it had crossed her mind as to whether he truly was capable of seducing her. But armed with some new information about Mr. Ventura, she was now more than confident that he was the one to help her bring down the happy life of Princess Anna. I know about you, Jake, she said when they finally made it to the coffee shop. Really? Jake replied with a broad smile on his face. It was a challenge rather than a question. Oh, yes, she continued. I know why you left your last employment, and I also know that the glowing reference that got you this job was just to keep you quiet. You know nothing, he scoffed. His smile became a wide grin. Don't I? How about you fucked your boss wife? His grin became an easy smile. Not true, he finally said staring into her eyes. I made love to her. It was the daughter I fucked. So it was true. Kendra snorted. But if that was the case, why the payoff with the golden reference? I found out some stuff concerning the company that they didn't want to be common knowledge. You know, pillow talk, he smiled. Like what? Kendra's curiosity was piqued. Well, that's the deal, Kendra. My silence for my reference. So if I don't tell, they won't refute it. So my lips are sealed. But, no buts, Kendra. I want to carry on working in this town. He paused for a moment. So who told you? He added. I have my sources. Kendra replied with a twinkle in her eye. Anyway, how about Anna? How much do you want her then, Jake? How far are you prepared to go to get inside her panties? As far as it goes, Jake replied. She's a tough nut to crack although it does make success all the sweeter the more they resist. Yeah, I know, Kendra replied cutting him off. But what if I could help you get what you want? Would you be interested in getting some help? Yeah, of course, he replied nodding his head in agreement. Okay, this is how we're going to go about it. Jake leaned forward in his seat as Kendra lowered her voice. Obviously it's going to take more than just you trying to seduce her. What we really need to do to fuck up her perfect marriage is to make her vulnerable. So first, I'm going to get someone in to seduce Anna's beloved husband, Prince fucking David. Jake's response was to look shocked. Kendra ignored him and plowed on. We've got to get her unbalanced. If she thinks her husband's playing away, it will make her more susceptible to your charms, she said with a sly grin. So who? Jake began before Kendra interrupted. I have someone in mind, she added. The only problem is that she'll want paying. Paying, we've got to pay. Jake looked even more shocked. Do you want to get inside Anna's panties or not? Kendra snapped back tersely. The woman I have in mind is a mercenary little so and so but she's well worth the expense. Besides, it's only the equivalent of you whining and dining your victim a few times. Okay, how much? Jake asked. We'll come to that later but be warned, she's not cheap. Right, the second thing is it's time for me to enter the game. What are you going to do? Jake asked with a slight inquiring shrug of his shoulders. What difference can you make? Ah well, as her newly rediscovered best friend I'm going to work on her insecurities and fears. She was so thankful earlier today when I told her that I was so sorry for my actions over the past few months and that it was time to bury the hatchet that the stupid bitch almost cried. It was all I could do not to laugh out loud she was so needy. 
I know as she's struggling with the project serves her right, and with you working over her emotions on the one hand and our pussy for hire causing her grief because of her husband it shouldn't be too hard to push her over the edge and make her fall apart. Cool, Jake replied. Kendra rolled her eyes and shook her head. She was working with a moron. Right, pay attention, Jake. You need to ramp it up a bit. Get a bit more touchy-feely than you already are. Have you started texting her at night yet? He shook his head. Okay then, you need to get doing that as soon as possible. Start it off slow to begin with, you know. Talk about work first and then, Kendra. Jake superciliously interrupted her. I do know how sexting works. Thank you very much and I don't need any coaching from you. Chapter 07 David Hutchison looked at his reflection in the bathroom mirror. It was a sight he was becoming less and less enamored with. Never a hard-bodied six-pack type of guy he'd still had some muscle definition once upon a time. Sadly that time had all but gone and the muscle was slowly disintegrating into fat. He came out of the bathroom and found his wife in the kitchen. What's for tea, salad? He asked hopefully. Pizza and fries, Anna replied with a smile. She knew why he was asking about salad. She'd walked past the bathroom and seen him pulling in his gut in a vain attempt to try make himself look slimmer. I think I need to go back to the gym, he said grimacing as he again tried to pull in his stomach. I think my six-packs morphed into a keg. Anna giggled and he gave her a wry smile in response. David renewed his gym membership the following day. Three days later and with a couple of spare hours to kill before work, David found himself back there and once more on the treadmill. Having been every day since rejoining he was still surprised at how few people were there. But then again peak time for gym membership and attendance was usually around the new year although it soon quietened off as the resolve and commitment needed to keep up a fitness regime faltered for most of the new members that he'd been pounding on the treadmill for about 15 minutes, gradually increasing the elevation when he became aware that someone had joined him. He looked over to see a woman on the next but one machine to his. She didn't look over. Her eyes were fixed firmly on a point straight ahead but he was taken by the bobbing movement of her ponytail that had been pulled through the back of her baseball cap dot he carried on running before daring to look over again. Wow! What a body! Her large breasts were high and firm but bouncing around nicely even within the confines of her sports bra and her tight yoga pants revealed an ass as firm and as peachy as one could possibly hope to find. And her thighs were curved and sculpted. She was definitely fit. She was clearly here to tone up not to lose weight. He dragged his eyes away from her body just as he lost his running rhythm. Arms flailing he missed the bars either side and fell as over tit to land in a heap at the end of his treadmill. He looked over in embarrassment to see the lady next to him dissolving into tears of laughter. Oh God, that was so funny. Are you all right? She bent down to offer David her hand. He struggled to his feet. Yes, thanks, I'm fine. Sorry. Don't be. That was so funny and I'm flattered that my body caused such a reaction and sorry that it caused you to fall off. She dissolved into peals of laughter again. She had a nice laugh as well as a killer body. I'm Alexia, she said offering him her hand. Her palm was small but her fingers looked extraordinarily long. Plus she had fingernail extensions, which looked really nice, all multicolored. Yes I know, my fingers are long. 
she said proving that she could read his mind. Or maybe it was his bug eyes giving her the heads up. I find it's really handy to have long fingers when the man I'm going to fuck has a thick shaft. What? David croaked out in amazement. She laughed gaily again. Sorry, I'm just pulling your chain. You really should get out more although I do find your naivety quite refreshing and adorably sexy. She smiled and gave David a full-on lip pout. Fuck me. He didn't know where to look as she continued to pose in front of him. There was no disputing the fact her body was spectacular. He knew his wife had a great body but this was every bit as good albeit in a different body shape with the added benefit of broader hips, tighter fuller ass and enormous but proportional boobs. Add to that her face and hair, and she was a winning package. For someone else. Yeah, well hi, I'm David David Hutchison, he said. So you're David Hutchison. Well, 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 who'd have thought I would run into you today? What a coincidence. He looked questioningly at her to see her face break out into a big grin. You're messing with me again, aren't you? He said with a smile. She crinkled up her nose. Yeah, just a bit. She laughed again. So David, now that we know each other how about you spot me some weights? Do you think you can help me out and come through for me? She put all the emphasis on the word come even making it sound like come. Sure no problem but it'll have to be another time. He grinned. I'm due to meet my buddy for a game of tennis. Oh goody I love tennis. Maybe we could team up and play doubles. What do you think partner? Erm, well I suppose we can. If we can find a fourth. No problem, leave it to me. She said as she turned and hurried out of the weights room. What the hell just happened? David muttered to myself. She had hit the room like a mini tornado and then just as quickly was gone. When he arrived at courtside to meet up with his buddy Chris, Alexia was already there with a fourth person. She quickly picked partners, placing herself with David. Chris looked over in disbelief and some amusement. She's hot, he mouthed silently to David. Yeah, I know, mouthed David in reply. They grinned inanely at each other and took their positions on court. David had no idea what the score was or even who won. He was having a hard job concentrating on the ball. Everywhere he looked all he could see were Alexia's large tits, curvy round ass and her sculpted thighs. Oh, and her bobbing ponytail dot by the end of the game he was aware that he was hard. He put his racket in front of his crotch hoping to hide his erection as they all met at the net to shake hands. As they turned away, Alexia leaned in close and whispered to him. Nice cock. Is that because of me? She ran off giggling to herself as David rushed off to the men's locker room for a cold shower. It was while he was in there that the door to the man's locker room opened. Alexia peeked her head around the door frame and seeing no one there hurried over to David's bag. She took a bottle of perfume out of her purse and squirted some into his sports bag before hurrying out. Ten minutes later David, totally oblivious to the smell, also left. When he arrived home he dumped his bag in the corner of the kitchen. It was later that night that Anna came through and saw it there. Tooting loudly she picked up the bag and threw it inside the closet. If David couldn't be bothered to empty his bag of his dirty clothes, she wasn't going to bother either. But as the bag sailed through the air to land with a dull thud inside the closet Anna caught a whiff. It was the mistakable scent of an expensive perfume. And it wasn't one she used. 
too tired to think much about it though she closed the door and retired for the night. The following day saw David once more back at the gym for a couple of hours. He was sort of hoping that Alexia would be there but then chastised himself for being silly. It wasn't as if he wanted to do anything immoral with her but he did find her amusing company. It certainly made the gym work less boring point twenty minutes into his session on the treadmill and he sensed someone was there. He glanced across to be met with the smiling face of a radiant Alexia. She was again dressed to kill in tight yoga pants that did little to hide her camel toe and an equally tight crop top that showcased her breasts to perfection. He immediately felt the stirrings of his arousal within his shorts. Thank God he was wearing a particularly tight jock strap to keep his embarrassment hidden. Hi there, partner. She smiled at him. Ready to spot me some weights later? He nodded his agreement but carried on running. Exercise. That's what was needed to keep his mind off his voluptuous workout partner. It was no good though. Later, as he helped her with her weights, he was faced with gazing at her enormous breasts that were threatening to burst out of her crop top t shirt at any time. He shifted around as best he could, but that was no better. It not only gave him as good a view of her abundant cleavage as before, but he could now see how perfectly formed her sculpted thighs actually were, and more worryingly, he had an unparalleled view of her mound. He was sure he could make out the shape of her pussy lips sticking through the gray fabric of her yoga pants. She didn't appear to be wearing panties either, mumbling his apologies that he had to leave early David hit the showers. Again Alexia crept in and squirted some perfume into his bag. This was going to cost Kendra big time. This wasn't cheap stuff she was using. Later that night yet again Anna found his bag dumped on the kitchen floor. She caught the scent again. It was subtle but to her keen nose she could definitely make it out. What the hell was going on? She went into the bedroom to ask David about it only to find him fast asleep and snoring softly. And so it went on. Every day David went to the gym. He found Alexia already there or she showed up minutes later. There was no doubting the fact she was friendly. Maybe too friendly and too outgoing for a shy, introverted guy like David. She had been making it perfectly clear for some time that if he wanted to progress this further she was more than willing. The little touches on his arm that had developed into close contact hugs when she saw him or before they left. The progression to pecks on the cheek and then lately a quick soft kiss on his lips. But still David did not let himself respond. Alexia was beginning to think that David was a fully paid-up member of that rare breed of men. The sort who were impervious to temptation, a true one-woman type of guy. And so it was that the following day was the day she placed her soiled skimpy pink panties into the outer pocket of his BAG.IT had been the usual routine. Alexia was there waiting for David to arrive. They did their running on the treadmill for twenty minutes before hitting the weights. It was the usual procedure with David getting far more than an eyeful of Alexia's toned fit body. For her part though she was growing increasingly weary of his failure to respond to anything she did. For sure if he was single she would have given up on him way before now. He was just too much like hard work. There was shy and then there was timid. But she had to push him to react soon or she ran the risk of not getting paid. And that would never do. It was a seriously large amount of money that was on offer. At the end of their workout she followed him into the men's locker room and it took David a while to realize she was there. She took some persuading to leave especially when she offered to join him in the shower and started to strip off her top but he finally got her to go.
His relief at having dodged that bullet was gone in an instant when he came out of the shower and reached for his suit. The smell was overpowering. There was no mistaking the odor. It was Alexia's perfume, and it smelled like she'd sprayed an entire bottle over his suit. There was no way he could wear it now. Cursing to himself he realized that he had no choice but to put back on his sweaty workout clothes that were presently lying in moldering heap on the floor. Of course Anna spotted him straight away as soon as he got home. It was not like David to come home without showering and changing back into his clothes. Where's your suit? she asked. Oh I took it into the dry cleaners. I spilled some Tabasco sauce on it at lunch. The lie tripped off his tongue easily. She grunted her reply. Her interrogation was already over before it had begun. After his second shower in the last hour David trotted downstairs. He decided to keep everything light and airy so as he walked into the kitchen he was already talking. So how have you got on today? His voice trailed off immediately as his mouth dropped open. Anna was stood with one hand on her hip whilst holding up the briefest pair of panties he'd ever seen in her other. To call them panties was probably not an accurate description. In truth, they were no more than a couple of pieces of string with a small lace triangle of cloth that would barely cover a woman's private parts. He knew it was a G-string thong because he tried to persuade Anna to buy one several months previously. She didn't and said she would never entertain wearing them so he was never to buy her any, even as a joke. But there they were, dangling from the end of her finger. I found these, in your sports bag. She hissed angrily. So. She paused and David waited with bated breath for her to continue. She glared at him and he realized that she was waiting for him to say something. For fuck's sake, Anna, I don't know how they got in there. He retorted, someone must have dropped them in my bag by accident. By accident, she screamed. I found them tucked away in a separate zip compartment. She was so angry, she was visibly shaking. So who are you fucking behind my back? No one. He yelled back with equal anger. I didn't put them in there. Why would I? Think Anna. Why would I bring something home that you might find? And I am not fucking anybody behind your back, or otherwise. David added quickly when he saw her heckles start to rise. She continued to glare at him. He shuffled awkwardly from one foot to the other, the naughty schoolbook caught red-handed by the school teacher. And another thing, they're still damp, she said, scowling at him. At that moment, he swore the look she gave him was one of pure hatred. She threw the thawing in his general direction and stormed out of the kitchen, slamming doors behind her as she went. He eventually followed her upstairs. Their bedroom door was locked and his nightclothes were outside in the hallway, chucked on the floor. He exhaled loudly, so she could hear. Come on, Anna, talk to me. Please? The silence from inside the room was deafening. Anna, come on. Open the door. Fuck off, David. I don't want to hear anything you've got to say. Was her muffled response. The next thing he heard was the television in their room blasting out. There was to be no more conversation between the two of them tonight. Admitting defeat, he turned and went back downstairs. The sofa it was then. Chapter 08 At the same time that Alexia was attempting to lead David astray so Kendra had done a complete 180-degree turn on Anna. She went from being a miserable bitch towards her and back to a true friend. 
It was hard to do, and she found it difficult to be nice to Anna who she now despised more than anything else on earth. But it had to be done. Using the excuse that she would put her new cell number into Anna's phone because she knew she was busy, Kendra quickly found and copied David's cell phone number into her contacts. Anna who at the time was completely distracted didn't even know what she'd done. The following day Kendra sent David's cell number to Alexia. She knew that the text messages and phone calls would begin immediately. It was exactly a week later since she'd obtained David's cell number and passed it on to Alexia that she broached the idea of her and Anna going out to lunch. Anna had been having a particularly tough time of it lately. The strain was showing with the project not going that well and Jake increasing his futile attempts at seduction. He was into full body contact mode at the moment. As far as he was concerned it had started well with Anna seemingly happy to accept the occasional brush of his fingers against her arms, but lately he had progressed to skimming his hand every now and again across her knees. A much more intimate action. For some reason and again she supposed it was because she didn't want to cause any friction between them as they tried to solve the complicated problems that the project had suddenly thrown up, Anna had made nothing of his actions. Encouraged by her seeming acceptance of his ministrations Jake was now taking the altogether bolder step of holding onto her hips when trying to get past her in tight spots or brushing up against her deliciously pert ass when the rare chance arose. Anna was conscious of what he was doing and rather than confront him, made sure that there were limited opportunities for him to carry out his molestations, as trivial as they seemed to be at the moment. Obviously if he carried on or grew even bolder she convinced herself that she would have no hesitation in stopping him, even removing him from the project if need be. That would have to be a last resort, as she wasn't sure she could bring this project to a successful conclusion on her own. It was proving to be tough going and she felt it was proving to be slightly above her skill level. But she was resilient, and thankfully Jake, for all his other faults seemed to know exactly what to do to sort out the myriad of problems that kept arising, so she couldn't really afford to let him go. For this special occasion Kendra selected a small bistro about a couple of miles up the road from the office complex. She knew they wouldn't be disturbed there. With the arrival of their food and after the usual pleasantries when Kendra choked back the bile and asked after David and Sophie she finally got down to the real reason she had invited Anna to lunch. The first job in hand was to prey on Anna's insecurities. What's the matter girl? You seem a little down today. Everything okay? It's not the project is it? I thought that was going fine. Her head initially bowed. Anna looked up at her friend. Kendra saw the look of angst written all over her beautiful face and felt a surge of excitement ripple through her stomach. Oh God, what's the matter? Nothing. That look on your face says otherwise. What's going on, Anna? Kendra said firmly. She paused for a moment. Even though she already knew what it was she didn't want to push too hard too soon. Better to let Anna come out with it first. It's David. I think he's cheating on me. No. Kendra replied with a suitable look of shock etched all over her face. Not David. Are you sure? No. Then what? Why have you got suspicions? Something must be happening? I don't know really. Anna sighed. There are things happening that I don't understand. Her voice trailed off and she looked away, fighting back a tear. So what is it? Tell me. I might be able to help if I know what's going on. 
Kendra said with authority. After all, I have had experience in this type of thing. Anna looked back at her friend as a tear finally escaped and trickled down her cheek. She wiped it away with a fingertip and sniffed. Little things, really. It's been a steady flow of little things over the last few weeks. The main one is that quite a few times I've smelled perfume on his clothes and his sports bag and it wasn't mine. So what did he say when you confronted him? He had no explanation. But that's not all. He's also been receiving phone calls late at night. Oh! Kendra exclaimed. She sucked and breathed between clenched teeth. Did you ask him who was calling him? He said he was receiving random nuisance calls. He didn't know who it was but every time he answered there was no one there, either that or they hung up. Ha, he would. Kendra snorted. She paused for a moment. Has he been getting texts as well? She added dot I don't know. Anna replied. Did you check? Kendra inquired. I tried to but he's got a password lock on his phone. He's never had that before. She added sadly. Mmm, I see. I hate to say this, but so far it doesn't look good. So what was his explanation about that? Kendra asked, shaking her head sympathetically in a mock display of disappointment. He had an explanation for that too. He said it was because the other day when he'd had the phone in his pants pocket some buttons had got inadvertently pressed, which had opened up a load of different apps and settings and even called a couple of numbers off his contacts list. He said putting the lock on would prevent that happening again, I see. Kendra answered thoughtfully. Possible, I suppose, but not likely if you add in the smell of perfume in his bag and on his clothes. Yes, but there's more. The other day I found a pair of pink lacy panties in his gym bag when I turned it out to do the washing. And they weren't mine. No. And I suppose he told you he had no idea how the panties got into his gym bag either? Kendra said, faking her surprise. Well, yes, he did. He said he'd been bumped into by a woman at the gym, and that they must have fallen out of her bag into his. I told him it was a pathetic explanation, especially as they were in a separate zipped pocket of his gym bag. He then said that proved he knew nothing about it because the only other plausible explanation would be that someone had deliberately put them in his bag, and if I didn't believe that, then he didn't know what else to say. I just have to trust him. Of course he did. Kendra answered smoothly with a sneer forming on her lips. Wow, I can't believe how brazen he is about all of this. But then again they all say that. It's a known fact that men lie badly and will continue to lie even when the facts overwhelmingly show that they are lying. It's almost like they think that if they keep denying it, we can never be 100% certain. But David keeps saying he loves me and would never cheat on me and I've never had cause to doubt him before. Anna said as she slowly shook her head. Ha, of course he did. Kendra retorted. Look Anna, all men are capable of cheating. They might swear their undying love to you but trust me, all they want to do is spread their seed around and copulate and impregnate as many women as they can. And if it's handed to them on a plate, no man can resist. And I mean and no man. Kendra looked at Anna and saw her expression of abject despair. This was going so well. Time to ramp it up a notch or two. She leaned forward in her seat and lowered her voice. Anna leaned forward to meet her. The time for subtlety was over. It was time to go for the jugular. There has to be a reason why he is being tempted. How's your sex life, Anna? Tell me about that.
Do you satisfy David in bed? Does he satisfy you? What? Anna flashed a look of horror to Kendra. What do you mean? Her mouth dropped open and she could feel her cheeks burning. I, I, why, why would you even ask that? Well, if he is cheating, like I just said, there has to be a reason. Men tend to stray when their sex life at home is either non-existent or not fulfilling or even boring. Kendra answered, smiling benignly. But, but, I've been so busy lately. What with the new project and still running a home and looking after Sophie, we've not had much chance. Anna replied a touch too hastily. But we still do it from time to time. Yes, of course you do, Kendra said condescendingly. David knows how tied up in this project you are so he's not going to put additional pressure on you but he's still a man and men have simple needs. He will feel neglected and will want to confirm his male dominance over you when he can. It's a primeval thing. Men need to feel that they are in charge. They all do. It's part of their deception. But we know otherwise, don't we? Kendra stared into Anna's eyes. They were so big, so blue, so guileless. It was almost as if she could see right inside her mind. She could see Anna's inner turmoil growing. So what does he do? Does he exert his dominance over you? Does he take you forcibly? Does he satisfy you? No, David's not like that. Anna saw the look on Kendra's face. I mean, yes, of course he satisfies me. I just meant that he's always so loving and caring when we make love. You should have been with Donnie. Kendra said abruptly after the briefest of pauses in the conversation, a time she had deliberately allowed to give Anna time to ponder on their discussion so far. I thought you hated your ex? I did and I still do. The cheating bastard broke my heart, but I still miss the sex. Donnie was an animal between the sheets. He would take me in any way I wanted and he would make me come time after time with his big, thick cock. God, but that man was hung. And he would fuck me in any position. It didn't matter if it was doggy or cowgirl or reverse cowgirl, or if we were in bed, out of bed, bending over the sofa, in the kitchen, in the shower, outside, in the woods, on the beach. He would fuck me in my pussy or in my ass or in my mouth and it was any time, any place. God, that man was a machine, he just never stopped. Kendra had appeared to drift off with her reminiscences but it was only so that she could sneak a glance to gauge Anna's reaction. It was all lies of course but Anna was not to know that. It was better than she could have hoped for. Anna was nervously biting her bottom lip and had a look of wistfulness in her eyes. Anna couldn't help it, and she was a little bit horrified at her reaction. Not only was Kendra's description of sex setting off a funny feeling in the pit of her stomach, but she had the distinct impression that her panties were damp. What Kendra was describing was sex that she hadn't experienced for years and for the first time in a long, long time she thought about her college days and in particular her last boyfriend there. College life had proved to be all that she thought it would be. That transitional period of life as you slip out of childhood on the way to becoming an adult. You want to be regarded as more mature yet you still want to do wild things, to experience life free from the shackles of parental control. Never a willful girl, Anna found her sexual freedom whilst there. 
She was certainly far from promiscuous, but she still enjoyed a number of relationships and even a couple of alcohol-fueled one-night stands and consecutive spring breaks down in Florida. By the time she approached graduation, she realized she had grown weary of the constant partying and was ready to move on to the next phase of her life. And meeting David proved to be irresistible to her. He was the exact opposite of Lee, her jock ex who she'd just broken up with a few days previously. She thought she was in love with Lee, but it proved to be a sexual relationship at best. And whilst the sex with him had been energetic and wild, she drew the line when he thought it was okay to double-team and then spit-roast her without her initial consent. She couldn't deny, though, that despite her strong reservations, she'd eventually been persuaded to comply. Copious amounts of alcohol helped that decision to be made and the sex proved to be both wild and exciting. In the cold light of dawn she bitterly regretted her part in the whole sordid mess and it proved to be her last dalliance with Lee especially when he asked her if she fancied a gang bang next. She and David met at a sorority party that was held a few weeks before her graduation. He had been invited there by a friend of a friend, having already left college two years previously. The attraction for each other had been instantaneous. Not only was he good-looking, she found him to be witty and humble and kind with just the right amount of shyness. When she was with David, it was like a burst of fresh air to her senses. They became razor-sharp as he opened her eyes to the possibilities that lay ahead in her life. The first time she and David were intimate, she swore she could hear harps playing and angels singing. It was so tender and romantic. They were immediately as one moving together languorously until the end built into a crescendo of vibrant passion. David wasn't as well endowed as Lee but that didn't matter at all and he proved over time to be very willing and eager to satisfy her sexually. And he did. She certainly had no complaints and besides there was certainly more to a healthy relationship than just sex. Their love life was just that. They made love. She'd always thought of it as very good. David was attentive always making sure she had an orgasm before he entered her, him always on top of her. He would grunt and groan for a minute or two and then she would feel him pump his hot seed into her. He would lay there for a moment or two before rolling off her and going immediately into the bathroom to clean up. That was how it was meant to be between two people in love, wasn't it? But as Kendra went into graphic descriptions of sex with Donnie she began to realize that deep down maybe she was missing something? She thought she was happy but now, with David's apparent infidelity, she wasn't so sure. Anna, Anna! Kendra's voice brought her out of her reverie. She shook her head to clear it of lascivious thoughts and brought her attention back to Kendra. She smiled wanly but could feel her cheeks were burning. She hoped Kendra couldn't read minds. A hope that was soon dashed. Oh my God! Kendra almost shouted the words out. S-S-S-H-H-H, keep your voice down, Anna said with a pleading look on her face as she looked around. People can hear you. You have vanilla sex, Kendra whispered loudly as she struggled to contain the sarcastic tone in her voice, her loathing for Anna almost being exposed at that point. What? I'm sorry, vanilla sex? Anna replied perplexed. Kendra steeled herself. This woman was just too stupid. She struggled to quash the sneer in her voice. Boring sex. I'd bet David just lies on top of you and grunts for a minute or two and then comes inside of you. No, he always makes me come first. Anna countered, 
already embarrassed and regretting her response. So that's why he's having an affair, Kendra said tiredly. It's you, you're boring. I am not, Anna bristled, going on the defensive. I've always wanted to do more but David seems reluctant to try anything different. Really? Kendra answered. So I take it that David's not very big then? Down below, she added when she saw Anna's querying look. I... I don't know. He's big enough I guess he always satisfies me but I've not had much to compare it to. Anna replied slowly. She felt a hot flush of embarrassment surge through her body. She was finding it difficult to understand what she was doing now. How had Kendra got her to lay bare her bedroom secrets so soon? Oh my god! Really? Good grief, girl, don't you know you're supposed to try before you buy? Kendra saw Anna's perplexed look. I know you like to shop, especially for clothes. And when you go to buy a dress, you try on lots of different ones before you finally select one, don't you? Anna nodded her agreement. So when you select your mate, it only stands to reason that you try out a lot of different cocks before settling. I've heard that in some countries it's considered normal to take twenty or more lovers before you settle down with one man. That's stupid, Anna retorted. There's more to a relationship than basing your selection purely on cock's size. Anyway, I love David. He's my soulmate. Soulmate. What a crock of shit. That has to be one of the most overused, stupid, hackneyed expressions ever to have been invented. Kendra was venting now but quickly paused when she saw the look on Anna's face. I'm sorry, Anna. I shouldn't have reacted like that. I guess my wounds still haven't healed up yet after Donnie. But I stand by what I've just said. The signs are there. In my opinion, your so-called soulmate is having an affair. At home later that night, and after Sophie had been put to bed, she tried to talk David into making love to her. He said he was too tired and they ended up having an argument about his secret text messages. David had no idea why Anna's mood changed so dramatically but he endured another night on the sofa downstairs. Chapter 09 It had been another trying day for the project team. Things were still not going as well as they'd hoped and for Anna there was the added stress of her home life to contend with. David was still going to the gym every day and every time he came back Anna would take any opportunity she could find to search through his BAG.SO far there had been no more instances of finding lacy pink panties inside and the strong aroma of perfume seemed to have stopped as well. She was however still worried about the texts. She had tried unsuccessfully to break David's cell phone passcode trying every permutation of his, her and Sophie's dates of birth together with the date they first met, the date they got married their first zip code, their first address. But so far every attempt had drawn a blank, and for the first time in a long time her feet hurt. She'd bought new shoes and distracted by all the problems swirling about in her head had committed the cardinal sin of not trying them on properly in the store. She had been so sure they would be all right as they were a brand she had bought before. It hadn't crossed her mind that sometimes companies change the size of their lasts or source their stock through different manufacturers and now she was paying the consequences. Slipping off her shoes she massaged her toes into the carpet. It felt good, and she sighed at the relief from the throbbing sensation, a sigh which was noticed by Jake. He saw she had kicked off her heels so scooted over on his chair until he reached her outstretched legs. Here let me give you a foot massage. 
Jake said reaching out a hand towards her feet. Shrugging off her reluctance he took hold of one slender ankle, lifting it into his lap and began his task by pushing his thumbs into the sole of her foot. Oh God, that feels so good. Anna moaned, slumping back into her chair. Jake moved his hands along her leg. He could feel his heart start to jackhammer inside his chest as he luxuriated in the firmness of her shapely calf. He sighed to himself. He finally had his hands on her legs and the feel of them was every bit as good as the sight of them. You've got great legs, he said wistfully as he slid his hand up from her ankle to her knee and back again. As he worked on her foot he nestled the heel into his lap. The effect was almost instantaneous. His cock began to swell at the slight contact. An unexpected consequence that hadn't been planned but one he would take. Anna too could feel his growing hardness as Jake brushed her foot against it as he continued with his massage. She looked to see if it was a deliberate act but could see no sign of guile on his face. He seemed to be concentrating on giving her foot the best massage he could. Shame about the face, though, Anna retorted playfully with a smile on her lips. Sorry? She looked at Jake and saw the dazed expression on his face. You know, the saying, nice legs, shame about the face. Jake continued to look dumbfounded. You've never heard that one then? She said with a shake of her head. I thought everyone used it. No, Jake retorted. And who's everyone? Well, my husband for one. Anna replied. I would never use that, Jake said without humor. You're beautiful. How can anyone say otherwise? I can't believe your husband says things like that about you. If you were mine, I would tell you you're beautiful every minute of every waking hour. Anna looked at Jake closely. She was quite taken aback at how strongly he felt about what she thought was just a joke. She cocked her head to one side. Maybe there was more to Jake Ventura than she thought and it was a feeling she confided the next day at lunch with Kendra. I was quite taken by surprise, she said. Jake had never heard that saying before, but he kept telling me how beautiful I was. If nothing else, he's good for my ego. Kendra stifled a sardonic laugh. Anna really was a stupid bitch. So, I take it that you've changed your mind about Mr. Ventura then, she said with a smile. Well, Anna left her thoughts hanging in midair. Well, what? Kendra asked. Well, I have heard of his reputation, you know, with the ladies and he's flirted with me since day one, even more so since we started working on this project together but recently he seems to have changed. He's quick with the compliments, always telling me how good looking I am and then yesterday I saw something else in him. Maybe I've misjudged him? You know I like Jake, Kendra said. Not that way. She added when she saw the grin on Anna's face. We're more like brother and sister. But you and Jake. Yes, I could definitely see that. He's definitely your type. Anna felt her face flush. No, don't be so silly. Besides, I'm married. And I love my husband very much. And he tells me I'm beautiful all the time as well. She added with finality. And that would be the husband who's cheating on you. Not giving Anna time to react, Kendra leaned forward and lowered her voice. It was time to change tack. You know all the rumors about him are true, don't you? She said conspiratorially. What rumors? Anna replied with a perplexed look etched on her face. You know. Kendra smiled, raising her eyebrows provocatively. 
about how big he is, down below. And apparently, so they say, he knows how to use it. Anna could feel her heart thumping inside her chest as Kendra uttered those words. Chapter 10 So, how's your seduction of Anna going? Kendra asked pointedly. Making progress, are we? Her voice dripped with sarcasm. You deal want to fuck her, don't you? The co-conspirators were having a lunch meeting to discuss their success or lack of it in the seduction and ruination of Anna. Jake blushed slightly. Well, yes, of course I do. You know I want her. He paused as if struggling to find the right words. But it seems she really is in love with her husband and there's no reaction to anything I say or do. No response to any of my subtle come-ons, although I did give her a foot massage yesterday. But as far as I can see there are no chinks in her armor, and the thing is, it's hard, she's just so nice. Oh, for fuck's sake. Kendra exploded. Not you as well. She's just so nice. She mimicked him in a little girly voice. You make me sick. She snapped. Okay, seeing that you are failing miserably, it's time to ramp it up a notch or two. We need to convince her that her beloved David is a cheating scumbag. So how are we going to do that? Jake asked, still smarting from Kendra's taunts. We're not, Kendra replied. Alexia is. Alexia, Jake responded. How? She's not even managed to get David alone in a room yet, never mind be tempted by her. In fact, she's further behind in her seduction than I am in mine. At least I've had my hands on Anna, which is more than Alexia can say about David, he added triumphantly. Ah, well, I know that Anna's been a bit slow to catch on. I still can't believe she didn't react more when she smelled perfume all over his clothes, let alone with discovering the panties. But this time there will be no mistakes. She smiled malevolently as Jake looked at her quizzically. This time she's going to tell her to her face, in person. What? Jake shook his head. I'm sorry. I don't get it. Even if for one moment Anna believes her, which she won't. What's her motive? Why would anyone seek out the wife of the man she's having an affair with to tell her that he's cheating on her? It doesn't make any sense. She will believe it, Jake. You can trust me on that. I know to you it seems too far-fetched, but we women were wired differently to you men. And after the perfume, the late-night texts and especially the panties, Anna's primed and ready to believe anything bad about David. In fact, I would go so far as to say she's expecting it. Kendra replied with a smirk on her face. Anyway, the wheels are already in motion. The shit's about to hit the fan starting this afternoon. I know Princess Anna's at home right now due to her flexi time. Kendra rolled her eyes when she said flexi time. And she's about to get a visitor. It's time to push the boat out on this. In the next two days she won't know what's hit her dot she's going to be bombarded on all sides so tonight. When hopefully she'll still be reeling from Alexia's visit you are going to send her some steamy texts of your own. Do you think you can do that for me? Jake nodded as Kendra added. We're close Jake. I can smell it. It won't be long now until you and I will both get what we want. Chapter 11 The loud knock on the door surprised Anna. When she opened it she saw a woman about her own age standing there. Hi, can I help you? As Anna uttered the words of greeting a quick glance at the woman stood before her told her everything she needed to know, 
The first thing to assault her eyes were two of the largest natural-looking breasts she had ever seen. Her tight t-shirt was stretched so thinly across them that Anna could clearly see the lacy design of the woman's bra beneath. She was also wearing yoga pants which seemed to have been spray-painted onto her extremely curvaceous thighs and full, round bubble butt. Her blonde hair was tied up in a ponytail and pulled through the back of her baseball cap. Anna thought she looked pretty although Catalie thought it was only because of her makeup. The second thought that struck Anna was that she had the look of a stripper. Too unkind, she said to herself, quickly shaking that thought from her head. The woman was chewing gum, which to Anna was irritating. She also came straight to the point. I came to tell you I'm having an affair with your husband. What? In an instant Anna's stomach dropped through the floor. It's one thing to suspect your spouse of infidelity, but it's an altogether worse feeling when confronted with the truth. You're Alexia. It was a statement, not a question. Yep, in the flesh. She gave Anna a little shimmy and smiled. I'm sorry? What? What did you just say? Anna stuttered. Her feeble mind seemed unable to comprehend what this woman was saying to her. I said yes, I'm Alexia, in the flesh. She gave the little shimmy again, causing her boobs to wiggle from side to side. Anna shook her head, hoping that would make things clearer. No, not that. What did you say before that? I don't understand, she added. Her heart was now jackhammering hard inside her chest, and she was finding it difficult to breathe normally. The woman stopped chewing her gum, clearly moving it to the side of her mouth before she spoke again. I said, I came to tell you I'm having an affair with your husband. She stared at Anna, speaking deliberately slowly, just like an adult would to a child. When she finished, she resumed chewing her gum. I don't believe you. And if it were true, why are you telling me? Anna scoffed. She managed to get her breathing under control a little bit, but her words still sounded breathy and hoarse. Why not? The woman shrugged her shoulders nonchalantly. She breathed in deeply and then exhaled through her nose. It's only fair you know that I intend to take him away from you. In case you're wondering I don't do just quick, meaningless fucks. So when the man wants to carry on fucking me we have to establish a relationship. Which is going to be difficult if he's married to you. We are talking about David Hutchison here, aren't we, my David? Anna still couldn't get her head around this. It was truly bizarre to be having such a dispassionate discussion about her husband like this. Yes, of course it's David, but I'm not so sure you can call him yours now. Alexia replied mockingly. But why, I'm sorry but I still don't understand. Anna replied shakily. So it was true. Everything Kendra had told her was becoming real. Because I like him. Besides, he's a good-looking man. Very polite. Knows how to talk to a lady. Plus he likes sex. And apparently he wasn't getting any at home. She spat the last words out as if she was disgusted with Anna for failing in her womanly duties to satisfy her man. What will it take to make you go away? Anna blurted out. She knew it sounded pathetic but it was the best she could come up with on the spur of the moment. Alexia looked at her intently, slowly running her gaze from Anna's feet to her face, taking it all. When she'd finished, she smirked. Well, I am bisexual, so I suppose a taste of that honey pot between your legs might be one way. You sure do look nice enough to eat. She began to laugh at her own joke. No, Anna answered firmly. 
There was no way that was ever going to happen. She slammed the door shut in Alexia's face. Alexia turned and with a broad smile plastered all over her face she strolled back down the driveway and onto the street. That had gone well and she'd enjoyed herself immensely. No sooner had she hit the pavement than her cell phone rang. She pulled it out of her pocket and answered. Yeah, it's done, she said. I had no idea she was that good looking though. Why didn't you tell me? Damn, no wonder I couldn't get her husband to waver if he's going home to that every day. In a way, I'm relieved. I thought I was losing my touch. She laughed then listened to her caller. Yeah, she did look completely confused. And hurt. I almost felt sorry for her. No, I said almost. You're paying me too much money for my compassionate side to win out. She laughed again. Oh, and guess what she offered me money to go away? Yeah, I know. Crazy. What did I say? I told her I didn't need money, but if she was offering I'd like a dip into her honey pot. Of course she was shocked. The look on her face was priceless, yeah. I told her I swing both ways, no I'm not bisexual, but she's hot so I could be tempted by her to try it, yeah. She slammed the door in my face. Yeah, I know, okay. Speak to you soon, bye. At the other end of the phone, Kendra smiled with delight as Alexia finished her tale of her visit with Anna. It was simply perfect. Behind the closed door at the Hutchison household Anna was trembling and shaking with both shock and anger. It had been confirmed. All her worst fears were now reality. Her husband was cheating on her. She buried her face in her hands and as she slumped back against the door, began to sob bitterly. Chapter 12 The gall of Alexia turning up at her front door like that and then the brazenness of her words, stating that she was going to take her husband away from her had stunned Anna. The visit had left her bewildered and confused, and it took her a good couple of hours to get her emotions back in check. She'd rung and texted David but to no avail. He was unavailable today, having gone on a business meeting out of town. In fact she wouldn't see him later either as he was out on his regular monthly lad's night out with his two best friends. Reassuring herself that she was completely justified in her actions she rang his friends to confirm they were going out tonight. She detected no sign of any cover-up on their part. Her relief at that bit of information did turn her anger meter down a notch or two but as far as she was concerned David was still in deep shit. Again they'd argued this morning, her accusing, him defending, denying any wrongdoing on his part. But she found his absolute steadfast refusal to change his daily activities hard to fathom. He refused to stop going to the gym and refused to bail on his friends tonight. I have nothing to hide. I'm not going to put my life on hold because all of a sudden you don't trust me had been his response to her increasingly angry and strident pleas. With Sophie tucked up in bed fast asleep Anna had taken advantage by relaxing with a long hot soak in the bathtub. It had been so soothing. All she needed now was a good massage. That thought brought immediate images of Jake doing just that to her feet yesterday. She smiled to herself. He certainly had magic hands and she wondered if he was as good with neck and shoulder massages as he was with feet. Still smiling she leaned across the table reaching for the now more than half-empty bottle of wine, her toweling bathrobe slipping open to reveal her nakedness beneath. Her breast jiggled freely as she poured herself another large glass. Just one more, she thought, and then I'll go to bed. 
She leaned back into the sofa cushions and her thoughts drifted back to Jake's strong hands on her legs and feet. The sudden beep from her cell phone announcing the arrival of a text message made her jump, the shock nearly causing her to spill her wine. Grabbing her phone, she opened up the text. It was Jake. Again. Hi, you okay? Yes, why? No reason, just missed you at work today. Anna smiled when she read that. She took a drink from her glass of wine as she pondered what to write. She glanced at her clock. Was it really that late? Glad someone missed me when she read it back after sending it. It didn't read the way she intended. Oh well, too late to do anything about that. She typed another message. It's late. What do you want? Just checking to see you are okay. That's all again. Anna read back her text. It sounded really terse and unfriendly. She typed another message, making sure to read it before she hit the send button. Sorry, just a bit tense. Need more wine to help me relax. I guess Lold Hat's okay. Sounds like you need another Ventura massage. Lold Hat would be nice. I just had a hot bath. Jake was amazed when he read her last text. He had the feeling that this could lead somewhere tonight. He sensed that Anna had consumed a fair bit of wine tonight. As he reread the text, his overactive imagination took hold, and in his mind's eye, he could see her lying down on her sofa naked beneath a toweling bathrobe. If only he'd known how accurate his thoughts were. Kendra's strong words came back to him. It was time to up the ante. He keyed in another message. I dreamed about you last night. Anna smiled when she read it. She knew it was a cheesy chat up line and she also knew the punchline. What the hell she thought, go for it dot did you know you wouldn't let me Anna giggled to herself and slowly shook her head. What an idiot he was. She keyed in her response and hit send dot haha you're an idiot his response was instantaneous. Yeah, I know but I'm a likable idiot he quickly keyed a second message and hit send. You do like me, don't you? He typed a third message but deliberated for a moment before sending it. It was time to ramp up the game. He hit the send key and held his breath, and I would if I could Anna read his message but misinterpreted it. Her reply was jokey, or so she thought. Yes, and what, this old married woman? LOL. It took him a while to reply. He had quite a few attempts before he was satisfied he had the right balance to his message. You're not old. You're a very beautiful woman and any man would and should be proud to be with you. If you were my wife I would be telling you every moment of every day just how beautiful you are. You need to be appreciated more if she was startled or upset by the depth of Jake's sincerity she didn't show it. She also didn't take his comments as being inappropriate. Drinking copious amounts of wine will sometimes do that to a person. That's nice of you to say Jake. Thanks ex Jake saw the kiss sign and his heart rate jumped up a notch or two. Now that was a start. A small sign but a sign nevertheless. Time to really ramp up the game. So what are you doing right now? Waiting for my husband to come home. Why where is he? Jake knew perfectly well where he was. He also knew that Kendra and more importantly Alexia both knew. The plan they had discussed was already in full swing. It couldn't have been better timing when Anna told Kendra that David was on a night out with his friends. It was something he did every month or so. It had become a bit of a tradition. Out with his friends so, you're home alone? Maybe I should come round? LOL Jake was hoping she'd say yes but knew that wasn't going to happen. He keyed in another text. So what are you doing right now? I've had a bath and am relaxing with a glass of wine Jake felt his blood pressure soar. 
That was the second text she'd sent telling him that she'd had a bath. Could it be? Dare he be so bold? Shit or bust. He keyed his message and hit send before he could change his mind. Have you been drinking a lot? Yes. Are you drunk? Maybe a little lol tsk tsk and on a weekday night. Yeah, I know. Jake was getting that buzz of anticipation. The culmination to the nights of constant texting was here at last. What are you wearing? My bathrobe. The reply had been instantaneous. His trembling fingers fumbled with his phone. Are you naked underneath? He hit the send button and held his breath. You are naughty lol. Well are you? Yes. Holy fuck. Jake nearly came in his pants there and then. She was naked beneath her bathrobe just as he'd fantasized. Holy fuck again. It was happening. She was finally responding to his seduction. Hallelujah. He keyed in another message. So you are drunk. I think I must be lol. Jake exhaled deeply. Could he push this a bit further? He paused to think about it. It took him a nanosecond to decide. Why not, calmer now? His fingers sped across the surface of his cell phone tapping out his next message. He thought Kendra would approve as this would really test Anna's resolve. Whilst Jake was typing his message Anna drained her glass of wine and grabbed the bottle. She emptied what remained of it into her glass. Deciding that she was wanting more than just a small mouthful she heaved herself off the sofa and unsteadily took off in search of another. She couldn't believe she was doing this. It was so naughty yet so titillating and exciting all at the same time. Her head was buzzing from the illicit anticipation. She looked over at the clock. It was nearly eleven o'clock. David wouldn't be home for another couple of hours at least. Maybe he would get lucky tonight. Her cell phone beeped again. Do you want to play with yourself? What? No, why? You need to ask? Because it's wrong. No, it's not. Go on. You know you want to. Anna looked down at her phone and reread the messages. There were no LOLs on any of them. He wasn't joking. She suppressed a nervous giggle but felt a flush rise up her body all the way up from the tips of her toes to the top of her head. Was Jake asking her to take part in text sex with him? She suddenly felt very hot and flung open her bathrobe. Her breasts jiggled from the sudden movement. She looked down at them and before she realized what she was doing her hand closed around one of her succulent orbs. She massaged it for a few seconds and then gave it a firm squeeze, cupping her entire breast in her hand as her finger and thumb tweaked at her nipple. Oh fuck, she groaned. That felt so nice. She repeated her action before switching over to work on her other breast. Her nipples responded to the constant pinching and grew harder. She was sprawled across the sofa with her legs coiled beneath her, but as she shuffled around to make herself more comfortable, she felt the wet stickiness at the top of her thighs. God, was she that aroused already? It had been a while since they'd had sex. David better get home soon. Her cell phone beeped again, and she gasped when she read the message that I've got my cock in my hand. Are you groping yourself? Anna groaned as she closed her hands around her aching breasts. Her nipples were now rock-hard nubs of granite that were tingling with the desire to be sucked and suckled. If only she could reach them with her mouth herself. She closed her fingers and thumbs around her now fully engorged nipples and tugged at them, pulling and tugging her breasts away from her chest, squeezing those tiny buds harder and harder until she was squealing with the pleasurable pain as she felt herself sliding down into the depths of her climax. 
and as her hand brushed against her clit she bucked and writhed as she came, her juices gushing from her pussy to be thankfully absorbed by her toweling bathrobe. The aftershocks were intense but finally began to diminish before they drifted away altogether to leave her a crumpled and soggy exhausted mess on her sofa. She breathed more easily now, relaxing as she relished the warm afterglow of sexual relief. Her cell phone beeped again. Did you come? She looked at the text for a long time deciding whether to reply before she finally typed her answer. Yes, she sat and looked at her reply. A bridge had been crossed tonight. There might be no way back from it. Why had she done it? Was she that drunk? She wasn't sure about the first question but to the second the answer was hopefully yes. She was drunk but possibly not drunk enough that she wasn't fully aware of what she was doing. She shook her head. She couldn't rationalize her thoughts right now. She had to get to bed. The wine had definitely got a hold of her now. I wish I'd been there. Good night, Jake. X Jake looked at her last text. He was ecstatic. He'd just had text sex with Anna and made her come, and then she'd sent him that last text with the kiss. It meant she wasn't angry. Hopefully, it wasn't just the wine. Tomorrow couldn't come soon enough for him now. Chapter 13 as his wife trooped off to bed having just experienced a tumultuous orgasm by her own hand, David was reeling from the fact that Alexia had somehow just turned up at the nightclub that his two best buddies, Craig and Chris, had dragged him to. What were the odds of that? And she was standing directly in front of him. He glanced around nervously, his shyness coming to the fore. He could see some envious glances coming his way. And why not? Alexia looked smoking hot. I won't bite you no, she said smiling up at him. Yeah, I know, he replied. But remember, I'm married, he added as he wafted his left hand in her face to show her his gold wedding band. Geez, David, I don't want to marry you. I just want to have a bit of fun tonight in the company of a really nice, good-looking man for a change instead of all the low lifes I seem to attract. And with that she nodded over to where some men were openly ogling her body. I see what you mean, he said glancing in their direction and then back again. But I can see the attraction. He quipped. He blushed. It wasn't like him to be this flirty but she was wearing next to nothing. It was one of those tight little dresses with a ridiculously low cut top that was exposing an abnormally large amount of her ample breasts and a hem so high it barely covered her ass cheeks. With her voluptuous body shape and killer heels, she was every man's wet dream. Alexia giggled. It was a throaty sound that was really sexy. Okay, stud. She exclaimed. I get the message. Come on, let's dance. She led him onto the floor and within seconds was bumping and grinding herself against David's body. At first he was embarrassed but Alexia was nothing if not persistent and eventually as the night wore on and the alcohol dulled his senses, he opened up and began to get into it too. He wasn't the greatest of dancers, but it didn't matter. Alexia was just brilliant. Her moves were sensuous and raunchy as she wiggled her ass and shook her tits. Oblivious to the people around them, David eventually and completely let go, and as he was dragged back yet again onto the dance floor by Alexia managed to blurt out to his buddies stood near the bar. Isn't she great? Craig and Chris smiled and nodded their agreement. It had been a long time since they'd seen David this loose and they were finding it extremely amusing. Do you think I should tell him he's dancing with a stripper? 
said Craig as they watched Alexia bumping and grinding herself up and down David's body once more. What, she's a stripper? Doesn't he know? Chris said. No, he's absolutely no idea. Craig replied with a chuckle. Nah, let him enjoy the moment. Chris replied with a laugh. He looks happy. What harm can it do? As Chris uttered those prophetic words, Alexia caught sight of Kendra sitting in the near gloom at the back of the club. It was time to complete her mission. It was a shame, really. David Hutchison really was one of life's nice guys, and she wondered why Kendra hated him so much. But she was getting well paid for what she was about to do. Come on, David, let's go and get some fresh air and cool down a bit. She said, grabbing hold of his arm and pulling him towards the exit. Once outside, she turned down the side of the clubhouse building into a narrow alley. She stopped suddenly and spun around in her high heel stilettos and completely caught by surprise, David tumbled into her arms. They embraced and he surprised himself when he didn't pull away. She leaned in to kiss him and again he didn't pull away. Her lips were eager and passionate and he kissed her back, their lips parting to allow their tongues to engage in a bout of deep throating. He could feel his cock growing as his unwanted arousal took hold. He couldn't believe it. He was with a gorgeous woman who wasn't his wife. How lucky was he tonight? He had no intention of doing anything about it, of course, but it still felt good for his ego. Besides, kissing another woman wasn't cheating. I and his drink befuddled state, he didn't realize that his hands had gone up to touch and fondle her breasts until they were there, firmly enclosed around them. As she moaned softly in mock arousal it only persuaded him to carry on doing what he was doing. Besides, what harm could it do? It was only a bit of petting. It wasn't as if he was cheating because he wasn't going to fuck her. That delicious thought prompted his male instincts to take over and it seemed only natural for him to stick a hand down onto her ass cheek. He gave it a good mauling before he slid it onto her firm sculpted thighs. They were rock-solid and bore testament to her hours of dancing. She put a hand over his and guided it higher up her leg until it was under her skirt and cupping her mound. She was wet through. Alexia held his hand there and began to sway her hips, grinding her mound against his fingers, hoping that he might be brave enough to slip a finger inside her pussy. Although she was leading him on she was not immune to her own feelings and a growing desire for sexual relief. Deep in the shadows of the alleyway, hidden behind a convenient stack of pallets, Kendra was busy clicking away. Her state-of-the-art camera took great pictures even in the gloomy semi-light of the badly lit alleyway and the soft click of the shutter was more than masked by Alexia's increasing vocal strains. Kendra zoomed in and out, her finger a blur as she tapped down on the shutter release button time and time again. She was certain she was going to have some great photos to work with, David was nearly there. He was close to cheating on his beloved Anna, his common sense washed away by the booze and the urgent administrations of a heavenly-bodied dancing queen. It wasn't until Alexia went to the zipper to free his cock from his pants that he came to his senses. What the fuck am I doing? He grunted as he disentangled himself from Alexia's near-death grip on his hand. She was still trying to grind herself against his fingers having temporarily abandoned her search for his cock. I'm sorry I can't do this, he said as he shrugged himself clear. He staggered away. A panting Alexia stared after him, watching as he stumbled back along the alley and back into the club to find his friends. She had been so close to coming. Did you get enough shots?
she said in a quiet voice. Kendra stepped out of the shadows. Oh yes, more than enough, thanks to you. She smiled at Alexia. More than enough. She began to laugh. When can I expect my money? Alexia asked, suddenly very keen to get away from Kendra and the nightclub. No, Kendra replied as she handed over an envelope stuffed with cash. Alexia flicked her fingers expertly through the bundle of cash inside. It's all there, Kendra added tersely. I'm sure it is, Alexia said as she turned to go. Are we done? Yes, Kendra replied. Good. Alexia moved away, suddenly feeling very dirty. Chapter 14 It was the following day, and with no time to waste and with a desire to keep her on the back foot Kendra had again taken Anna for lunch. It was time to show her the damning evidence of the depths of her loving husband's betrayal. But first she wanted to reinforce their previous discussion. It was a chance to rake over old coals to extract every last little ounce of pain she could from them. Kendra had leaned forward to speak to Anna in hushed tones. It felt befitting for such a somber occasion. Anna had leaned in to meet her. Let me tell you how I found out about my Donnie cheating on me. It was little things. He started receiving text messages but wouldn't let me read them. Then there were phone calls. Lots of them. And the conversations he had in hushed tones. Then he put a password on his cell. And then there was the smell of perfume on his clothes. And it wasn't mine. As Kendra reeled through her list, Anna felt an emptiness wash through her. Despair threatened to overwhelm her as the blood rushed out of her head. She felt dizzy and had no energy. Everything Kendra was telling her was exactly what she was currently going through with David. She suddenly felt very emotional but managed to hold back the tears. Her marriage was over. The evidence was clear for all to see and the confession by Alexia at her door made it incontrovertible. David was having an affair. He was cheating on her with that tramp. What can I do, Kendra? I don't know what to do anymore. I can't believe David would do anything like this, but his behavior recently hasn't been normal. I know, I know, Kendra said offering her platitudes, struggling to contain her glee regarding what she was about to drop in Anna's lap. As your friend, I couldn't bear to see you suffer like this, so I decided to do something about it. I felt you had a right to know one way or the other about David's fidelity. The alternative, not to know, is just too unbearable to contemplate. The seeds of doubt would fester away inside of you and slowly eat away your whole being. That's not acceptable. You can't live life like that. So last night I followed David on his night out. I know he was out with his buddies, but you never know if they are in on it too. I still don't, but all I can say is that they didn't even try to pull David away from that woman. She was dancing with him all night bumping and grinding herself all over him, making him hot for her. And he led her. As I told you before, no man can resist the allure of another woman, especially when they're as hot as this bitch. Kendra paused to let her words sink in. Anna's eyes were locked onto her face. I then followed them outside. I took photos. Lots of photos. I'm sorry I did, but I had to be sure for your sake. I hesitate to show you them, but as your friend I feel it is the only right and proper thing to do. She looked up and stared unblinking into Anna's face. She returned the look and it was one of sheer panic. What is it? She asked, her voice now trembling with fear. 
She knew this was going to be bad. Kendra reached into her bag and withdrew a large envelope. She slowly, almost ceremoniously slid it across the table towards Anna. She opened the envelope and removed the photos. Her stomach dropped leaving a big empty void behind. She was struggling not to be sick as she flicked through the damning evidence that IT was clearly David and she knew the woman with the body of a goddess was Alexia. Oh my god. She sobbed out loudly as her happy life crumbled before her. There were dozens of pictures and to a quick glance they all showed the various stages leading up to and including a sexual act. There could be little doubt that David had stuck his cock inside another woman. Her husband, who she loved more than life itself, and whom she thought loved her as much had committed the cardinal sin and cheated on her, and their wedding vows. The tears fell freely. Kendra leaned over and took her into her arms. Anna buried her face into her Kendra's shoulder as her body was racked with mournful sobs. With her face buried Anna failed to see the smile of pure evil happiness that spread across her countenance. Chapter 15 the sound of silence was deafening as Anna entered her home. Closing and locking the front door behind her she leaned back against it and sighed deeply. Normally by now she would be hearing the sounds of David with Sophie, him fussing over her, maybe reading her a story and she excitedly chattering back at him. Family life. But not tonight dot she just returned from her parents' house after going there to see her little Sophie. She just had to see her precious daughter if only to remind herself that there was someone more important to think about in her life, someone who needed her and who loved her unreservedly. Earlier that day she dropped Sophie off at their house. As soon as she told them that she suspected David of being unfaithful they immediately offered to look after their granddaughter. They asked few questions of Anna knowing that when the time was right she would come to talk to them about her problems. She always had in the past. And David? He was gone. She'd stood and watched as he'd thrown some clothes into a suitcase and then left. But in truth she'd kicked him out. Not physically, of course. The argument they'd had beforehand was the worst they'd ever had and she was just so grateful that Sophie hadn't been there to witness the screaming and shouting that she'd started on him as soon as he came home. She began by accusing him again of lying to her about Alexia. She dragged up all the old accusations. The perfume the lacy pink panties, the secret texts, the late-night phone calls and the locked cell phone. He denied everything, pleading his innocence right up to the very moment when she dramatically threw the envelope at him, and she was crying as he slowly extracted the photographs one by one, saying nothing until he looked at every single shot. But she saw the look on his face as it turned from shock to humiliation, regret and then anger. I didn't fuck her he had said quietly and showing remarkable restraint. I don't believe you, the photographs show me you did, she'd replied. Photographs can lie, he'd said. They can also be photoshopped. Why would anyone do that, she said, her voice rising in anger. I don't know Anna, he shouted back. I really don't know, but I didn't fuck her, you have to believe me. They argued back and forth, Anna sobbing with rage and then sorrow. David continually denying everything until she could stand it no more. Get out, she had shouted. Get out now. I can't stand to see your lying, cheating face for one second longer. He had finally and reluctantly gone. Where to she couldn't have cared less. She finally sat down on the sofa and looked around the room. 
all the photographs and memorabilia surrounding her were suddenly overwhelming and she broke down. Her husband had robbed her of everything she held dear in her life, and she hated him for it. She sobbed bitterly. For her baby, for her husband and mainly for herself. Half an hour later and she was cried out enough to go find something to eat and drink. The drink was easy. A bottle of white wine was already in the fridge. She uncorked it and took a good drink. Then another. She went back to the sofa. The food could wait. Chapter 16 It was the pounding on the door that finally awoke her. It was morning. Anna struggled off the sofa and with bleary eyes opened the front door to find Jake standing there. What are you doing here? She mumbled, running her fingers through her messed up hair. When you didn't make it into work and then didn't answer your phone they sent me to get you. My God, you look dreadful, he said. She stood aside to let him in. I don't feel too good either, she mumbled in reply. She moved towards the kitchen. She badly needed a drink of water. Maybe several. Jake took it all in. Despite the fact she'd obviously slept all night on the sofa and appeared to be badly hungover and although her clothes were all crumpled and her hair was a mess, Anna still looked as hot as fuck. She came out of the kitchen holding a glass of water in her hand and muttered something that sounded like she going upstairs to get changed. Jake watched as she ascended the stairs and then followed her. She seemed really unsteady and he was worried for her safety. She was already in her room when he arrived at her open door. He looked inside the room and could see her moving about in the bathroom beyond. From time to time he would catch a glimpse of bare flesh as she walked into view. His cock stood to attention dot he could see her pulling her dress on, struggling to get it past her hips. She did a little shimmy, which almost sent him over the edge. It was all he could do to stop himself from walking in there and taking her. His mind drifted. He saw himself take a firm hold of her arm and spin her around and bend her over the bed. Pulling her dress up over her hips and moving her panties to one side he thrust his throbbing cock into her sopping wet pussy in one quick energetic motion. She gasped and moaned and then growled. Fuck me Jake. Fuck me with your big cock. So in his mind he did. Again and again he rammed his cock deep inside her tight love hole bringing her closer and closer to her climax. He drove into her relentlessly, feeling her whole body shake with delirious joy as they grunted and groaned in their mutual delight. And then they were coming, coming together. Jake! His head jolted back as Anna appeared next to him. Luckily, he had slumped back up against the wall so she didn't catch him looking in on her through the doorway. Ready to go? Jake quickly got his erratic breathing under control. Sure! He croaked weakly coughing to hide his embarrassment. You okay? she asked. Sure. You? she nodded. Yeah, I think so. Are you sure you want to come into work today? Jake said. No, but I'm going to have to, was her reply as they finally made it outside and into Jake's car. Chapter 17 It was close to lunchtime when Jake looked across the office he now shared with Anna. She looked fantastic. She had dressed in an extremely short and incredibly tight-looking navy blue and yellow dress that clung tightly to her hips and ass and showcased her shapely legs. It was also very short, and Jake assumed it had to be that length so she could at least walk. But that just made it all the better, 
as she was showing an incredible amount of her luscious thighs. The top part of the dress was just as good too as the fabric molded itself enticingly around her perfect breasts. Her hair was now immaculate after a sneaky visit to the hairdressers. She was bare-legged and was wearing what had to be four. Inch heels dot she recovered well from her earlier hangover. Three pints of water and a couple of Advil will do that, and now seemed to be fully focused on the project, which this morning wasn't going well. She sighed loudly and then turned to Jake. It's no good, Jake. I think we may have to put in some more hours on this tonight. We're way behind and if we're not careful we're going to miss our deadline. Are you okay with that? Jake gulped. Okay? He was more than okay with it. Yeah, no problem. He replied nonchalantly. But what about Sophie? Won't you have to get home for her? He saw the color drain from her cheeks. No, she's... Erm, she's at my parents' house for a few days. They love having her, and she loves going, so... She shrugged her shoulders to show it wasn't a problem. Jake already knew about David, but he decided to ask anyway. What about David? Don't you need to tell him? He saw her face twist into a grimace at the mention of his name. He's away on business for a few days, so I'm home alone. She added with a hint of forced cheerfulness. Jake paused for a moment. He would never have a better opportunity to seduce Anna. Anna, about the texts? I hope you're okay about it. I wouldn't like to think I crossed a line or anything, especially after the other night. She stared back at him for what seemed an eternity as if she was attempting to pick the right words. He thought he'd blown it already. No, it was fine, well, naughty, and we shouldn't have done it but let's forget about it shall we? We'll just call it our little secret. She said raising her eyebrows and her lips forming into the hint of a nervous smile. Jake grinned back. Okay boss, whatever you say. And if you fancy a massage, I'm available day or night. Anna smiled inwardly at the implied innuendo. That was Jake, always flirting. Chapter 18 Kendra couldn't wait to take Anna to lunch. She'd called in advance to reserve a particular table that she knew would give them the privacy she needed. She didn't want people to be privy to their conversation. Not today. And she barely gave Anna a chance to sit down before she came straight to the point. Okay, Anna Spill. I know what you went through last night, and it must have been dreadful, but it will do you good to get it off your chest. Anna looked forlornly back at her friend. I can't thank you enough, Kendra, she said. I'd begun to think you hated me when I took the promotion, but over the past few weeks you've proved what a true friend you are and that I was so totally wrong about you. And for that I thank you. I don't think I could cope with all this mess without your support. And I'd like to think... In fact, I hope that you can continue to help me come to terms with what David has done. She paused to look into Kendra's eyes. Can you, can you help me, Kendra? Please say you can. If not, I'm not sure what I will do. It was all Kendra could do not to burst out laughing. What a pretentious, stupid, silly little tart Anna was. Of course you can depend on me. I'm here for you. She said, smiling sweetly back at Anna trying hard to mask the look of utter contempt she felt for her. Thank you. So what do I do now? Anna said, reaching over and squeezing Kendra's hand. Kendra placed her hand over the top of Anna's and held it there whilst she leaned forward, drawing Anna in to meet her. There's only one thing and that's revenge. She hissed. 
It's the only way. I'm not sure I follow. Anna replied hesitantly. Kendra saw the perplexed look on her face. Revenge. You have to do to David what that bastard did to you. It's as simple as that. What, you mean sleep with another man? Anna's eyes widened and her mouth gaped open with the shock of Kendra's solution. I couldn't do that to David. Me cheating doesn't solve anything. In fact, it will only make it worse. Will it? Kendra replied. Think about it, Anna. Your supposed soulmate. The words grated on her again. Thought so little of you that he went off and fucked the first floozy that winked at him. I can tell you that the only way to hurt him and to rid yourself of the memory of that horrible betrayal is for you to do the same thing to him. You need to humiliate his manhood by showing him you are still attractive to other men and he has no right to treat you with so much disdain. At this moment in time, your cheating scumbag of a husband is treating you with utter disrespect. He flaunted his affair in your face and rubbed your nose in it for so long before he finally committed the ultimate betrayal. She paused briefly to see if Anna was still with her or had drifted away. She carried on when she saw Anna's eyes were locked onto her face in rapt attention. She seemed to be hanging on her every word. And who knows you might actually enjoy it as well, which would be a great bonus to have. After all, you did tell me you had a vanilla sex life. She added to finish off her mini diatribe with a flourish. Be why now Anna was nodding her head in agreement. It all made sense. Kendra's words had lit a fire in her, and she felt now she was more than ready to extract revenge on her cheating spouse. Kendra was aware of the thoughts revolving around inside Anna's head. She could read her like a book now. It was time for the final act. You know. I told you the other day that I thought you and Jake looked good together. Maybe you should let him take advantage of you. In fact, it couldn't be more perfect. You clearly have a thing for Mr. Ventura. I saw that today. You can't deny it. There's a definite spark between the two of you, isn't there? Anna knew her face was turning bright red. How could Kendra know? How was she so perceptive? I, I'm not sure what you mean, she replied. Chapter 19 Hey boss, do you want it now? Anna looked up to see Jake stood by her desk. She'd been so engrossed in her work she'd not sensed his presence. He had made her jump and she was shocked when she felt a touch of guilt flash through her mind and a rush of heat up her body as she realized her immediate reaction to his words had been sexual. She looked up into his face to see him smiling down at her. You ready to eat yet? What? Oh, Jake, yes, sorry. Yes, here, take this. She scrabbled about in her large blue handbag and withdrew with a wad of notes clenched in her hand, which she thrust in his direction. Get some Chinese, I'll have anything that's not got bamboo shoots in it. Oh, and water chestnuts too, I hate water chestnuts. Okay, boss, I'll be back soon, don't get into any mischief while I'm away. No texting anyone, he said as he grinned and turned away. Anna felt her face flush as Kendra's words from lunchtime came back to haunt her. Yes, she and Jake had definitely crossed the line the other night, and this was his second reference about the texting today, which was a bit worrying now they were alone in the office. She hated to work late, but so far it had been worth it. Already they'd made steady progress, and she felt they were very close to turning the corner with regard to the project. Bogged down for so long it now appeared that all the separate components were clicking into place.
at least one part of her life was close to okay. She suddenly felt very emotional as David came into her mind. Then the thought of his betrayal hit her hard and she choked back the tears. She looked up to see Jake was still in the main office. He appeared to be searching for his car keys. Are you ordering in or going out for it? She shouted out to him. I'm going out for it. Sunset Palace! Sunset Palace? Do they even do takeaway? I thought it was just a restaurant. Yes it is and no they don't. But they will for me. Jake replied with a cheeky grin. See you in about twenty minutes. Anna was suitably impressed. Wow, Sunset Palace. Reputedly the best Chinese restaurant in town. An expensive point two hours later and Anna threw her pen down onto the desk. That's it, I've had enough. I think we should go. She stretched her body, her back arching, that simple act pushing out her breasts, making them seem much bigger. They looked so enticing to Jake, and it took all of his willpower not to just reach out and grab hold of them that he'd had a hard job keeping his hands off her legs all night too. Her already short dress had risen up to the top of her thighs when she sat down, and Jake was sure if he tried really hard he would have been able to see her panties. A as she locked the door to the office. Jake was leaning up against her car. He watched intently as she walked towards him. Her hips had an alluringly sway to them, and he could see her pert breasts jiggling around inside her dress with every juttering step she took in her high heels. God, she was gorgeous. His stomach churned in nervous anticipation of what he hoped was to come. Fancy a drink, my treat? he asked. I think it's the least I can do after you paid for dinner. I don't think so, Jake. I should get home. It's been a long day. Come on, Anna. We've worked really hard on this tonight. You deserve to relax and I feel embarrassed that you paid for the Chinese. I know they did me a favor, but shit, it was still expensive. He laughed and Anna couldn't help but laugh too at the look on his face. She raised her eyebrows. It certainly wasn't cheap, but it was so worth it. So how about it? One drink? Oh, okay, if you insist. Anna replied laughing again at the face Jake was pulling. You lead and I'll follow. Jake pulled into the car park at a bar he knew well. It was intimate but didn't scream romantic. He knew that would have been too unsettling for Anna given her present emotional state. But it was discreet. They found a vacant booth and he slid in to sit alongside her. The conversation flowed easily and before she realized it her one drink was already her third. She was definitely feeling no pain as the fourth one was placed in front of her by the waitress. She also wasn't aware that Jake was still nursing his second. Their talk initially had been all about work and the project but as the alcohol surged through her system and blurred her senses Anna had become louder and much to Jake's surprise more frisky. It was a side of her he'd never seen before dot he slowly began steering their conversation into areas of a more sexual nature now constantly flirting with her and touching her. At first she'd rolled her eyes and told him to stop but now she was giggling at his jokes and seemingly immune to the fact that every now and again one of his hands would wander down to rest on her knee. And now he just discussed the sexting they'd done the night before. Bringing that up for a third time had been Jake's way of gauging how drunk she was. Her breathing was heavier now and she'd stopped giggling. Things were moving into serious areas. He moved closer and Anna could feel the heat radiating from his body onto hers as he pressed his leg firmly against hers. You know I'm here for you, Anna, don't you? 
Jake whispered. What? She replied. She moved her head closer to his. I said I'm here for you. He put his fingers on her bare arm and stroked it casually up and down. The soft caresses made the hairs on her arm stand up. Anna shuddered inside as she felt a tingle shoot through her body. You are the most beautiful woman I've ever had the pleasure to meet, and there's not a single thing I think God could have done to make you more perfect. Oh, Jake, that's lovely to hear. You're so good for my ego. I admit it's taken a battering recently, you know, with what's been happening. She stifled a sob. SSSHHH, SSSHHH, don't cry, you're not alone. Your husband's a fool. How could he even think about another woman when he's got you? Jake moved even closer, casually draping his left arm around her shoulder. He gently squeezed her shoulder as he placed his right hand on her knee. Oh, Jake, what am I going to do? She looked forlornly up into his face. Jake slowly pulled her towards him with his left arm. Inch by inch he drew her closer until they were face to face. She could feel his hot breath on her cheek and it made her feel dizzy. Her head was swimming as the pounding sound of her heartbeat became a roaring crescendo of noise in her ears. He was staring intently into her eyes, their lips so close they were nearly touching. And then he moved and slowly and hesitantly leaned in to kiss her. Anna was helpless to resist. Her emotions were in tatters as she allowed Jake to pull her to him. She wanted him to kiss her, she ached for someone to ease her pain, to prove to her that she was still desirable. Their lips brushed against each other, and from that briefest of touches Anna felt a rush of unwanted arousal course through her body. The kiss was electric. The softness of the first contact lingered for a few brief moments before their combined passion grew and the kiss deepened, their lips mashing urgently together with a growing need. If Jake was surprised by her reactions he didn't show it. As their kissing intensified he slid his right hand up along her thigh. Her legs parted immediately. Encouraged, he slid his hand down onto her inner thigh, moving higher until he was at the top of her legs. He fingered her mound, rubbing gently at first but then harder as she kissed him with increasing fervor, thrusting her tongue into his mouth, pushing her breasts into him, opening her legs wider, rubbing her body wantonly against his, her nipples already hard and engorged and screaming to be sucked. Jake's cock was throbbing fit to burst. Reluctantly he broke the kiss. As he drew back Anna slowly opened her eyes and looked at Jake, seeing him as if for the first time. Jake. I. S-S-S-H-H-H. Jake replied. It's okay. Come on I'll take you home. Anna stood on shaky feet and clung to Jake as she stumbled. He closed his arm around her waist and helped her outside. She let him put her the passenger seat of her car and watched him come around to sit in the driver's seat. What about your car? she said, slurring her words. It's okay, I'll pick it up later, he replied with a smile. For Anna the drive home was a blur. One minute they were in the car park and the next, pulling into her driveway. Jake helped her out of the car. She knew she couldn't let him take her inside. Thanks for getting me home safely, Jake, she said. I can manage from here. Nonsense, what kind of a man would I be to not at least escort you to the door? No, no, it's okay, I can manage. She turned and stumbled and Jake pulled her to him. I'm fine, she said. Jake let her go and watched her walk towards her front door. 
He looked at her pert ass and the tightness of her dress and how it clung to her legs. Ah, her legs, so shapely, so luscious, so. As Anna turned the key in the lock, Jake was there. He pushed through the door with her, slamming it shut behind them. Anna turned in shock. Jake! His lips closed on hers preventing her from uttering any more words. She fought briefly to free herself from his grasp but his lips were pressing harder against hers, his tongue seeking entry inside her mouth. She tried to resist, but her body betrayed her. Her lips responded and she began to return Jake's urgent ministrations. Her mouth opened and her tongue engaged with Jake's. Harder and harder they kissed, Jake's hands holding her body tight against his as he devoured her. His hands began to wander. He groped her ass, pulling at her cheeks, kneading the flesh, grinding his throbbing hardness into her mound. And then up to her hips, onto her waist before he eased her away from his body so he could take both her breasts into his firm grasp for the first time. He fondled them, delighting in the feel of their firmness. He could feel her nipples had responded. He could distinctly feel them jetting through the fabric of her dress. Calm hands unzipped her dress. Jake was a master in the art of undressing women. He slipped it off her shoulders to let it slide down to her waist. Anna offered no resistance as she allowed Jake to take her as he pleased. Jake looked at his prize. Finally the woman he dreamed of, the woman he desired for so long, the woman he masturbated over so many, many times. Finally, he was going to fuck her. Anna Hutchison, the hottest woman in town was going to be his. He closed his hands around her bare waist and pulled her close. His lips found hers and once more they kissed. He was gentler now, not grabbing at her as his hands moved over her breasts, luxuriating in the feel of her soft flesh through her bra. His fingers skimmed across that tantalizing swell that showed above the top of her bra before dipping into her deep cleavage. He reached behind her and with one deft flick honed by experience, one-handedly unsnapped her bra. Anna gasped as Jake released her breasts but groaned as his lips closed around an already erect nipple. He sucked hard and she groaned again, her hands grabbing handfuls of his hair as she reacted to the stimulation. Ugh! She sighed deeply as Jake moved from one nipple to the other, and then back again sucking and licking and biting, giving each one equal attention, as at the same time his hand constantly worked at the breast that was free. Anna was beginning to move her hips. Her pussy was on fire as Jake continued with his oral stimulation. She hadn't realized until this moment how much she loved her breasts being fondled like this and how much she was liking her nipples being sucked and bitten and abused. Jake was aching with desire now. He had to have her. He had to sink his cock inside her pussy as soon as he could. He pushed her dress over her hips to let it slide down her legs to pool on the floor. He reached for her panties his fingers brushing against her mound. She was wet. Anna moaned loudly at that briefest of touches and due to the wetness Jake struggled to pull them down her legs. He stood back. She was perfect. Large breasts, thin waist, narrow hips, fantastic legs, she stood swaying slightly, wearing only her high heel shoes and her gold chain necklace and her matching gold hoop earrings. Jake undressed quickly, shedding clothes as fast as he could. As he dropped his briefs his cock swung up towards his chest, already erect and oozing pre-cum. His size didn't register with Anna as Jake swooped down to encircle her with his arms to move her over to the nearby sofa. 
He pushed her down and stood over her for a moment, stroking his cock, drinking in the sight of her nakedness before he bent forward and mounted her. He rubbed his cock against her sopping wet pussy lips and pushed. Oh, no. Anna moaned as she felt his cock enter her. Jake pushed forward again. Uh Uh-huh. She groaned. Her hips moved as she tried to ease the pain that she now felt. Jake was impatient. Normally, he was much more forgiving with his initial insertion, but he couldn't wait. He thrust hard and Anna screamed dot he didn't care. He began to move with urgency. Her pussy was so tight, a fact he'd hoped and dreamed about now confirmed in reality. His hands closed around her breasts, his fingers pulling and twisting at her nipples. It was almost rape and it would have been had she begun to object. Anna lay on her back on the sofa. Jake propped up over her, his big thick cock buried deep inside her pussy, his hips a blur as he relentlessly pounded into her with long, hard strokes. He glanced down at her face. It was a pained look intermingled with obvious grief. It thrilled him to see it, and it was a look that just drove him wilder. Anna was grunting loudly and clearly not enjoying the experience. That would be the guilt eating away at her, stopping her from letting go. He knew the pain was there because she wasn't used to a cock of his size. He slowed down his movement and went into what he liked to call his shake and vac routine. The shake was where he just dabbed his cock quickly in and out of her pussy in a short, violent motion. The vac part was to give her long, slow but powerful thrust deep into the depths of her pussy whilst grinding his hips in a 360-degree circle. The effect was always a winner. It allowed the woman to feel the full benefit of his size both in length and girth. To Jake it seemed Anna liked this a whole lot more, which meant that perhaps she had managed to suppress her guilt and was getting into it more. Just let go baby, he urged. Come with me. He increased his speed. He was desperate to come inside her. This first fuck was always the most intense, but so far it had been really bland. She just laid there. No seeming arousal, no desire and worst of all no enjoyment. He had to admit it. Gorgeous looking with a body to die for but she wasn't a particularly good fuck. Oh God, oh God, yes, yes, ish. The words suddenly exploded out of Anna, catching Jake by surprise. Her body responded as she became engaged. Her hips began to rotate, and she began thrusting them down to meet his increasingly forceful thrusts. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. She was almost screaming now, her whole body bouncing up and down on his sofa as they rapidly approached the impending end. Her hands clawed wildly at his biceps as she grabbed hold and sunk her nails deep into his flesh. Her pussy finally got involved and he could feel it take a firm grip of his hard cock. Her face was a mixture of emotions as her orgasm took hold. She began to buck up and down, her body writhing in orgasmic pleasure, and a gasp with the sheer emotion of the moment. He was so big, bigger than David, bigger even than Lee perhaps although she couldn't remember that far back but it was giving her a feeling of such completeness. Something she'd never felt before. It was pure unbridled, unfettered lust. She shuddered as another mini-orgasm shook her core. Yeah, take it baby, take it all. Jake yelled out as with one final thrust he took his release. He couldn't hold on any longer. He could feel his seed pulsating in hard spurts from the end of his cock, coating the walls of her pussy and flooding her insides. He hadn't come like this for a long time.
her pussy contracted, squeezing him, as if it had a desire to extract every last drop of his precious white liquid. She subsided into the sofa cushions, seemingly now exhausted by her last-minute efforts. Jake gradually got his breathing under control and relaxed as a big, wide grin creased his face. Well, maybe he had been a bit hasty in his assessment of Mrs. Hutchison. Maybe she was a good fuck after all. Maybe she just lacked experience. He suspected that sex with her husband was a tad vanilla. It would be fun to find out if he could alter that dot he rolled off her body and collapsed onto the cushion alongside her. Her breathing was still erratic. He glanced over to see her staring up at the ceiling, her hands closed around her breasts, gently massaging her nipples between fingers and thumbs. He suppressed a giggle dot he closed his eyes and basked in the afterglow of his success. At last, his dream had become a reality. He had finally nailed the most beautiful, sexy woman in town. He had taken her away from her husband, albeit only sexually, and he was confident that now she'd experienced the full force of his cock there would be more to come. He felt her move and turned his head to see her climb off the sofa and pad off into the toilet. She closed the door. It was less than a minute before he heard the muffled sobs from inside. It was only to be expected. He chuckled to himself. He was still batting a thousand, the door opened, and she reappeared. All of a sudden she looked so young, so exposed and vulnerable. He rose up to meet her and folded his arms around her. If he was surprised that she didn't push him away he didn't show it. She buried her head into his shoulder, happy to have someone to lean on as her drunkenness returned and the room began to swirl. She breathed out deeply. Finally she lifted her head and looked up into his face. What have I done? She said gulping back little sobs of sorrow between her words, her face streaked with tears. Jake, you have to go. Jake closed his arms around her tighter and pulled her head back into his shoulder. SSSHHH, don't cry, it'll be okay. She nestled down and he kissed the top of her head. He held her like that for a few minutes, happy to hold her luxuriating in the curves and warmth of her luscious body until he caught sight of her in the hallway mirror. Her ass looked so inviting, all pert and curvy. His hand slipped down to close around one delightfully round-ass cheek. He gave it a gentle squeeze, then another, slowly building in intensity before he was moving her ass cheeks apart to slide a finger into her crack and towards her cum-drenched pussy dot he felt the subtle little jolt of her body as she reacted. She didn't pull away. He carried on gently probing, sensing her body's growing interest, feeling her breathing changing. No, Jake, no, we can't. She pulled away from his shoulder, her big blue eyes urgently searching his, as if trying to read his mind. She needn't have bothered. Jake was easy to read. He only wanted one thing. His cock began to grow hard until Anna could feel it pressing against her. A perverse thrill ran quickly through her body as she realized she was still horny. My God, was she really going to let Jake take her again? This was so wrong. As Anna wrestled hopelessly against her crumbling morals, the alcohol still firmly in control of her senses, Jake groaned inwardly. Fuck, she was just so hot. He leaned down and their lips met. The initial soft contact became a kiss of passion within seconds, their mouths mashing together their tongues dueling for domination. Jake's cock was rock hard by the time he broke the kiss and threw her back down onto the sofa. She lay back and wantonly spread her legs. What was she doing, 
This was so unlike her. Was her long-suppressed wild side back? She looked at Jake as he climbed up between her thighs, his monstrous weapon dancing before her eyes. His shaft looked even bigger than before. It glistened with their combined juices and his cock head seemed more purple than red. He moved closer, pressing hard against her, grunting in pleasure, as he forced his way past her initial resistance to slide inexorably inside her love canal. She groaned loudly, her eyes scrunching closed as she bit down on her lower lip. Oh, fyukuk! The long drawn-out groan was forced from her mouth in one painful expulsion of air as Jake pushed his thickness inside her. Oh, fyuk! She groaned as he slid a bit deeper inside. She drew up her knees and took more of Jake's cock into her depths. Oh, fuck, you're so big. She groaned as she flung her arms around his neck and pulled him in for a long drawn-out kiss. As they kissed, Jake undulated his hips, grinding his body against Anna's pubic mound, sliding his cock in and out in little jerky movements. She came quickly to her orgasm when Jake played with her clit. The aftershocks were still rippling through her when he pulled her up and got her to kneel over the sofa. He mounted her from behind playing with her dangling breasts as he pounded into her before eventually bringing the night to an end with one last shuddering and brutal climax for them both. Continued in Part 2